0: I spent so much time at my best friend Anne's house growing up that I practically lived there. Her mother, Lynn, was the cool mom with a sympathetic ear and a disposition for letting us swear. This, of course, meant that on any given weekend, there were a handful of teenagers in her house. It was truly a second home to many of us. Anne's house was originally a cabin built in the 20s. The large, secluded yard gave you a cabin-in-the-woods feeling. After a few dozen renovations to the two-bedroom cabin, it gained a den, a separate living room, and a long galley kitchen with a pass-through window to the dining room. There was even an old wood-burning stove in the living room that dated from the 1870s. It also had what we affectionately called a Michigan basement. It had a dirt floor, and you could only access it from exterior old-fashioned cellar doors. I personally have never gone down there because I don't have a death wish. Hashtag fuck a Safe to say, by the time Anne's family moved into the house in the 90s, it had plenty of history. While the house definitely had its quirks, there was something strange that many of us experienced and could not explain. The corner of the living room had built-in shelves in a rocking chair. A lot of forgotten knick-knacks lived on those shelves, and one in particular was a snow globe with two dolphins inside it. The snow globe would make an annoyingly high-pitched dolphin sound when you shook it, so it's no surprise that it was stored on a high shelf where no one could even nudge it. It started going off randomly, without warning. At first, we played it off as the vibration of someone walking across the floor. Then it started crying out when no one was walking past the shelves, so Lynn removed the batteries from the snow globe and demoted it to the top shelf. It continued to cry out. Finally, it was removed from the corner and stored in a bedroom closet on the other side of the house. We joked that there had to be a ghost in that corner, and Lynn asked the rhetorical question, I wonder who the ghost is? Without hesitation, I replied, his name is Jonathan. I don't know where I pulled that name from, but it felt right. I could picture a gangly, blonde, teenage boy in my head, But maybe I was just trying to put a face on a weird phenomenon. It could have been partly because we named him, or simply the fact that we believed him to be there. But the activity increased. The lamp next to the corner was one of those fancy 90s brass touch lamps with three light settings. We would normally have it on the brightest setting, and when we weren't looking, the light would shut itself off. We blamed the old wiring in the house and thought nothing of it. That's when the popping started. Out of nowhere, you would hear two loud pops, like an electrical burst before the light would turn itself off. One evening, I was sitting on the opposite side of the living room watching TV, and out of the corner of my eye, I saw two quick, bright flashes in front of the shelves, followed by the popping sound. The flash was higher and several feet away from the outlet the light was plugged into, So that did not appear to be the source. Concerned, Lynn called an electrician to investigate the wiring. He said that he couldn't find any problems with the outlet. And despite old wiring, everything was working properly. So she tried a different tactic. Using her disapproving mom voice, she spoke to Jonathan. She informed him that she did not mind the pranks. But messing with the electricity was too dangerous and he needed to stop. After that, we did not have any problems with the lamp and the popping sound stopped. For a while, everything was quiet and we figured he had moved on or that all of this was just in our imaginations. I was sitting alone in the living room one evening, watching TV. To my right, I could see the large window into the kitchen and through to the dark dining room. Anne and her dad, Mark, were the only other people in the house and they were back in the den. The layout of the house dictated that you had to walk through the kitchen to get to the bathroom. This could all be seen by way of the kitchen pass-through window. It was a proverbial dead end, as the only other thing in that direction would be the garbage, which was hidden in a very obvious, squeaky cabinet. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw Anne walk past the window, in the kitchen, towards the bathroom. I returned to my TV show, and just when I began to think that Anne had been in the bathroom for a long time, I heard Mark walk towards the kitchen. I thought he must be going to the garbage since Anne was in the bathroom. Then, I heard the distinct sound of the bathroom door closing as Mark went inside. It took a moment to realize that I never saw Anne walk back to the den. So how could Mark be in the bathroom? I immediately walked to the den and saw Anne sitting there on her computer. I asked if she was in the bathroom a few minutes ago. To my surprise, she said no. No. It was then that I realized whoever went through the kitchen never closed the bathroom door, nor did they open the squeaky trash cabinet. Whoever walked through the window never made a sound, and they did not walk back past the window. I wasn't the only person to see someone walk past them out of the corner of their eye. There was a futon in the den that most guests slept on, and it was not uncommon for someone to ask one of the family members if they walked past the room at night. The dining room it was connected to was also a dead end, so people thought it was strange to see someone walk by and not walk past the open door again. Needless to say, when I returned to the living room to finish watching my show, I turned my back to the window. Thank you, Candace, for that submission. I'm Jamie Markey.
1: And I am a cold and wet Michael Tatum.
0: Cold and wet.
1: Cold and wet. It's it's that it's that kind of day.
0: It is. It's very cold and rainy here in Dallas.
1: Perfect for ghost story time.
0: Perfect, me. but a little too cold for standing in the rain. I
1: don't, I don't think any uh, I don't think any temperature is appropriate for standing in the rain.
0: I disagree. Yeah? Cheers to disagreeing. <laughs> Cheers to
1: disagreeing. <laughs>
0: We're drinking mimosas. This
1: yeah, morning. mimosas today. Yeah. It's cold and rainy, so for some reason we think mimosas. Uh,
0: Slash... We're doing it after brunch again. Recording
1: and brunch again. this...
0: Oh, and this is <laughs> Ghoul Intentions.
1: Uh, what are we calling today's episode? Today's episode is called Out of Focus. Mm-hmm. Right? And we're calling it that because of the famous Mark Twain quote. Which is... And it is as follows. Uh, you can't depend... Quote, you can't depend on your eyes when your imagination is out of focus. End quote. End quote.
0: And why, pray tell Michael, why are we saying out of focus?
1: I, we're saying out of focus because I guess, well, I don't really, I don't know what you're bringing to the table. I only have an <laughs> idea. But but the, the you've been teasing me for the past couple days with, well, let's just say once we once we get away from what the people want us to focus on, then yeah, there's some stuff on the fringes that's a little more ghoulish. When
0: you def, when you, it's like, you know what it's like? It's like those, uh... Those 3D image puzzles, you remember? They were like huge in the 90s. 2000s. like and the Magic Eye painting. The Magic Eyes, and you had to you had to get out of focus just a little bit to be able yeah, to see what was yeah. behind there. That's what my story is. You you get once you stop right. seeing what's presented to you and kind of look behind it, uh, you see yeah, some that, dark my, shit. And
1: my, my story kind of fits the same bill because yeah. it's well, I'll talk about it. but I don't want to give too much away, but okay. uh, I like the story you just read.
0: Yes. Way, so, what do you it was think really about? Chilly. Did you did you have a like a house that you went to like the friend's house that sh- weird shit happened?
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I had a buddy named Greg, who uh, they lived. His family was pretty fucking loaded, and they were one of the first families to build this house out in this development that has since become a huge part of the town. Where like a lot of it's where money moves, uh, and they at the time it was just remote enough that it didn't feel like part of the city. But it was. It was just way on the outskirts, so it was surrounded by—it used to be in what was called Deer Creek. So it was very— Well,
0: there's a Deer um, Creek here? Uh,
1: there was. Uh, I don't know if it's still around anymore. There's so much development. There's a Deer old. Creek and in Oklahoma. There's a Deer Creek and Irwin Park, all these places which were kind of wilderness Yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of like—I used to call it a country suburb. That was a town I grew up in. It was kind of a country suburb. It wasn't quite a suburb.
0: It wasn't as— cosmopolitan as it is these days
1: yeah now it's it's just exploded in growth in fact i think that area I grew up in is now considered one of the largest and fastest growing cities in the u.s if not the world which is insane there's fuck all to do there when i was a kid yeah. so it's like the place waited till i left to become somewhere worth living uh, Yeah, but
0: I, I get you i feel
1: you on that right so but his family lived on the outskirts of town in this nice big house uh, freshly built it, you know it wasn't it hadn't uh, been lived in by anyone else and man there's so much weird shit happened there like I I was several of my stories come from having been over there overnight. Over there. One of them came from a Halloween party he had Ooh. there. Yeah, I have to tell them sometimes but that that was the house. And yeah. it was funny cuz he and I think pretty much everyone in his family that lived there didn't they, they didn't believe in anything. They they were like, right. "No, nah, we don't believe in ghosts and all that." It, they they acknowledged that weird shit happened, but they were like, no, oh, there's there's bound to be some mm-hmm. explanation." But it was like they they could never provide us with an explanation, but they didn't believe in ghosts or Right. anything like that but man i know some people that stayed at that house that weren't believers that were after <laughs> Ooh,
0: yeah we i guess with my friends it was my house i think we just stayed at my
1: lucky house.
0: i know it was really nice it's kind of like now <laughs> people just come over to my house it's
1: yeah you've had well you had you had stuff happen just yesterday right while researching yes
0: i was researching my story and then I heard a little girl singing on my front porch. But then when I went to look, there was nobody there! But first, before I saw that there was nobody there, I still have, because I have not put up my Christmas decorations yet, I still have a pumpkin wreath. And the way that like through the peephole the pumpkins looked, it looked like somebody kind of hiding in the corner.
1: You just see this big oh, shape God. kind of off to one side. It, oh, it Yeah,
0: it scared the shit out of me. So then, like, it went full adrenaline. And then it was like, oh, it's a pumpkin that made my adrenaline shoot. Through my body like that and then i opened the door there was nobody there i went to the front of the house there was nobody up and down the street and the somewhere.
1: dogs were freaking out too yeah they heard her too So you know it wasn't just you being crazy right unless the dogs are, on are the same also frequency. i
0: mean they might be they right. might A little it's crazy, fairness.
1: but it's where crazy doesn't often like um intercede at the same and, yeah, point yeah everyone has their own unique well, you
0: have you know you have the the mob mentality where people will have you know or the where everybody gets sick at the same time and it's all in their head what's that called
1: Oh, just just mass hysteria? mass hysteria. Mass hysteria. It could have
0: been me and the and the dogs' mass hysteria.
1: I don't know. Were you guys watching fake news? <laughs> <laughs> there was a male
0: involved, so it couldn't have been.
1: Um, um, right. Yeah. Dexter's Dexter's a boy dog. So yeah. You
0: know. Yeah. I love though this stuff. You know, so much happens in your periphery, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, on the fringe. On the fringes, and it's fascinating to me how much you can see, like, people's stories are just outside of, of straight-up sight. But to, to there's also something, though, when somebody walks by you, you can feel that energy walk by you, too. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. to know for a fact that somebody walked by you and then realized nobody was there, that's very disconcerting.
1: It is. It's, even if you're comfortable with it, it, I kind of equate it to the feeling you get when you're, say, walking down a flight of stairs and, or walking up a flight of stairs, rather, and you think there's one more step, and you just go... Yeah. <laughs> it's that same kind of disorienting, like, wait, there was something here, and it's not. Yeah. Uh I've had that happen... Like, I, I, I have that happen a lot to me, and I don't know how much of it is supernatural or whether it's just our weird tendency to see things. I mean, but when you're talking about, like, the fringes and the idea of the periphery, that's kind of where ghost stories tend to reside, right? Because that... It's, it's when we get out of focus, when we move off the sort of beaten path towards one end, of the, toward the fringes, the wings, mm-hmm. if you will, that's where the kind of language and our scientific rigor begins to break down because it's like, well, how do you talk about what's not in focus?
0: Right. And just because you can't prove it's there does not mean it's not.
1: Right. Well that's kind of so this is kind of why I chose the story I brought to the table this week.
0: Why? What is your I I don't really know your story.
1: Yeah, I didn't either. So I let me preface this by saying when I uh was looking for something to do for this week, I was just kind of looking around and this this story caught me just for the name alone and uh and at first blush it was fascinating. The the more I delved into it, though, to be honest, the less and less interested I became. Thinking, oh, this is bullshit. I'm really going to
0: sell people on this right man. now, Michael.
1: But I soldiered on. Okay. okay. Uh, against against my better judgment, I soldiered on, thinking, well, let's 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 go ahead and find everything we can on it, and and I'll see if if. I think it's worth doing. Did you just you hear, get, hear my <laughs> hips pop? Oh my god! Get comfortable, Jamie. It's Sorry, <laughs> I just yeah, get swung my
0: leg over know. the end of the chair, and my hip just went crack, crack, crack.
1: Yeah, but it's so all right. The,
0: it's still in socket.
1: So the more I read on this particular place, I'm about to tell you that we're about to discuss, the more I kind of I just flipped constantly. I was like, no, nah, yeah, no, well, yeah, no. Mm. So I that alone made me think, okay, I, I've got to do this story if for no other reason. Then I think it raises some really interesting questions uh, about the relationship, if any, between paranormal experiences and mental illness. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and and so I, my choice this week is, and let me stop me if you've heard this one before, but it's I haven't. Um, I chose the Death House of New York. Yeah, I haven't. Have you ever heard? I, yeah, no. what, a, what a great name.
0: I mean, isn't that just any house in New York? <laughs>
1: Well, right? Well, so it's been around for a long well, time. Like well, when you're in raised
0: a, in the Bible Belt, New York is just a terrifying place.
1: Every house is waiting to eat you alive. lot.
0: Well, that's from all the um, sinning. It has, a,
1: it has a fairly interesting history, though, uh, pretty prosaic until you get into uh, the 70s, 60s and 70s uh, of our own, uh, of, of last century, rather. But it, uh, and it only got the moniker House of Death in the 80s, specifically 1987, but we'll get there.
0: Were there demons involved and devil worship involved?
1: Well, very human demons, perhaps.
0: Because um, I know there's a lot. The 80s were the very big on the, the devil worship. The Oh, yeah, the, the, big,
1: the big satanic panic, satanic thing, panic thing where like every stuff, nursery yeah. was a, you know was a satanic din to, like, eat children. Yeah. I'm like, my God, we don't... It's, that was, that a, was a weird time to be a young kid.
0: Man, it really because was. Because
1: the shit the adults believed. I
0: know. Like,
1: I, I had trust issues with adults, not because I thought they were Satanists, because I thought they were all fucking nuts for believing yeah. there were as many Satanists out there oh, as they thought.
0: I remember my mom going... Because we went to church pretty regularly. My mom was at, at Bible study, with the women's Bible study, and one of the women talked about playing a song. Like... You have to be careful when you listen to rock music because it goes against the beat of your heart.
1: To change... It arouses your sex passion.
0: Maybe your sex passion. No, but her whole... I was like, it causes arrhythmia? I don't know. But it, the whole thing was it's supposed to go... It goes against the beat of your heart to make you sus- more susceptible to demons? Like I don't oh, fucking know. see
1: that? And I think that's just a misreading. I think what she, what she read said that be careful because rock does things to your vagina. And she read Maybe. angina.
0: Angina. Well, your heart beats. <laughs> you can feel it beating in other areas. But my mom was like, I listen to rock music and I don't think that's true. And mm-hmm. like insulted every woman at the church it was pretty funny
1: that's hilarious and it's like not all rock music is the same no like it's not but they equal. wouldn't know they'd be like oh they wouldn't know like i mean sure if you want to listen to him from ACDC, i'm not going to play some acdc for my you know 70 year old church lady grandmother when i was in my teens not that's, now but, well well she's dead now mm-hmm. um but i mean she you know, and the members of acdc have a lot to discuss
0: they're in but, their 70s now so you could totally play it <laughs>
1: but yeah it's like okay easy, easy, but like really they can't listen to they can't listen to the Rolling Stones that's pretty mm-hmm. oh that's weird it's just I don't know and they used to think that about jazz mm-hmm. before any music that was Elvis any music that was not expressly for bored boring white people was considered right. evil
0: oh yeah Sinatra was a huge thing too we got time in the
1: europe when it, the this there's an interval called the fourth music theory i'm not going to get into it it's basically it's a kind of harmony it's fucking harmless but it's ca- it was called literally it translates the the word for it, it literally translates into the devil in music and monks writing chants were not allowed to use that interval because it was literally thought to uh invoke invoke devil. satan
0: Ray the Donalus. fourth
1: it's such a
0: <laughs> we all know that saying his name invokes it. fuck michael fuck he oh, said his name. Here.
1: Well, he can have a mimosa with us. I,
0: <laughs> I don't want to be rude. I don't want
1: to be what rude. What would Jesus let's do? would be think, polite. I don't know. I think Satan is probably a better storyteller. Anyway.
0: Shit, Michael. <sighs> shit. I'm Tell your story, sir.
1: So, okay. So, the death house in New York is uh, it's, uh, it's uh, 10 West 14th Street fucking new york and numbers i know uh, but it's it's on 14th street it's number 10 it's, it's
0: between a, 47th and third between 62 <laughs> yeah, and, yeah yeah okay
1: and it's this quaint little four-story uh it's called a greek revival home it's a very popular architectural style in the mid eight, uh, mid 19th century it was like most most like bank buildings and courthouses were it's kind of a greek like we had, you had the pillars was and it the, a
0: house though it was a house oh okay
1: um and it's a lot of, uh, in fact, it had a lot of interesting, like, elites living there, not least of which uh, someone who we've already talked about this episode. Tell me. Mark Twain lived oh. in the house. Uh This is in his later years. He lived there for exactly one year, mm. uh, from 1900 to 1901. And he, now, bear in mind, Mark Twain was a trenchant atheist and skeptic. He didn't believe in any of this stuff, and he loved lampooning. Uh, people that did he loved you know just shit-talking superstition. I mean he kind of made a career especially in his later years in his later years He was not a happy dude. Um, yeah. He, when he finally came to New York um, And he, he was toward the end of his life It was the last decade of his life he moved to New York and moved in several lived in several residences while he was there and he was kind of going through um well, the, the, his daughter had died of meningitis at the time, and he loved her, um, and her death kind of sent him into a depression that he would never quite get out of. Right. So, over the last years of his but life... But how
0: could he love her if he was an atheist? <laughs> I'm just
1: kidding. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Good point. So, but he himself... Uh, now, the house already had kind of a history... Uh, it's it's I can't find anything about the specific history before Mark Twain that alludes to ghosts, but apparently word of mouth was that oh this house is haunted, right. and this was New York. Bear in mind a more cosmopolitan, decidedly um, you know sophisticated place. So for people to talk about ghosts there, you really would would risk ridicule, even at a time when the rest of the country thought that stuff was just stock and trade. So he himself had a weird experience there. That he kind of flipped on. Like he apparently one night uh, in the year he was there, he was just kind of sitting by the fire. I really just reading. want you to tell
0: Christmas Carol now that it happened to Mark Twain. <laughs> just the
1: whole. So he did. Book. He was sitting by the fire and apparently he saw, uh, and this is kind of strange. He saw. Uh, well, before I tell the story, I went, Okay, so he wrote a story in 1875 called A Ghost Story, which was his, his kind of uh, this famous like, jokey story, like it's a ghost story told, like, ma, ma. and it's a, it was in reference to the Cardiff Giant, which was a famous hoax that happened, uh, I think, in 1856, or thereabouts, in Cardiff, where they uncovered this supposed petrified body of a giant. Someone who would have stood 10 feet tall, right? And it was all the rage. Like, clearly anyone with half a brain would like, that's a fucking statue that someone right. just buried to be found. But people swarmed from all over and paid really goddamn good money to see this statue that they were being told was just a petrified giant of a race of men who no longer lived. And
0: Well, they're not wrong.
1: And they were making- They, well, don't,
0: they don't live.
1: Oh, they never lived. Uh, But, so, the card and it's a famous hoax, but all these people, well, it attracted uh, uh, P.T. Barnum, who Mm -hmm. went to go see this card of giant and thought, that's, oh my god, there's a moneymaker here. You might know him as
0: Wolverine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He tried to buy it, they wouldn't let him buy it, so he just straight up made a plaster cast of it, and like, brought it back to New York, and told everyone it was the original, and just had it in his New York museum, which wasn't very far from the house Mark Twain was in. So, Mark Twain, um, uh, wrote about, like, the, in his, in his, uh, little short story, it's a very short story, called A Ghost Story, it's about this dude that lives in this, you know, long abandoned New York, uh, uh flat, or New York, uh, excuse me, townhouse, and, uh, like, the covers are being pulled off of him at night, and he finally, he wakes up one morning, or wakes up in the night, rather, and finds this giant footprint, um, in the ashes near the hearth, and it turns out he's being haunted by the Cardiff Giant who's telling him, like, can you tell this P.T. Barnum guy to let me the fuck go? I want to... And it's a very funny nice. story, but it's clearly written by someone who thinks all this is bullshit, right? Well, so the actual thing that happened to Mark Twain a few years later when he'd moved into the house... Mm-hmm. The, 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 the 10, Cardiff Giant three. was
0: like, oh, get <laughs> ready, motherfucker.
1: And, the, and this, was, this was about 15 or more years after he'd already published a ghost story. Right. So he had this experience one night where he was just sitting by the fire reading and uh, saw this little piece of kindling floating by itself near the fireplace and it roused him enough that he got his gun and started just shooting at it like the good old it. southern gentleman he was um. I love it like that is fire, shoot it
0: That's. And, I don't know if you guys know this but that's how firefighters treat fires in the south, they just shoot them
1: they just shoot, yeah Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, what they, they, it's why they it's where the phrase fight fire with fire comes from Right. Uh, true story, not true story at all <laughs> not a true story, uh, hashtag true not true <laughs> but uh he so the thing like dropped to the ground after he'd fired a couple times into the air and he swore up and down that he saw just a few tiny drops of blood on the floor after in the place where this thing was now he later was like ah it's fucking rats there's no way
0: a rat Uh, it's rat floating a giant invisible
1: rat that just you know whatever that still bled what's worse an
0: invisible man or an invisible rat
1: invisible rat hands Uh down invisible man i feel like i can reason with yeah. Maybe.
0: But how do you reason with a rat?
1: You can't. You're you can't. Just, there are rats. You cheat it.
0: And you a New York it. rat you is sh- the size a of a motherfucking man, so oh I'm
1: going... God. Right, how do you tell the difference between an invisible man and an invisible rat? Because they're can't. probably the same the fucking same dimensions. same size. They're the both the size of the card of No,
0: giant. thank you, invisible <laughs> rat. Marky out.
1: I hate rats. And I understand if... if, if Mark Twain, whose real name was Samuel Clemens, by the way, for right. those of you that are keeping tabs and think we don't know that shit, fuck you. Um, they know.
0: Michael <laughs> and Jack are both fucking obsessed.
1: Both I love Mark, Mark Twain. Twain. I think yeah, Mark Twain, I, My best friend in high school was a descendant of his. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: that means nothing. You know that, right?
1: It means something. Tell Jack he'll love it. If my friend was an invisible rat and someone had shot at him next to a hearth, the blood that dropped up, the blood that dropped out on the floor would have been partially Mark Twain's. I'm just saying.
0: You know, I'm related to Poe, right?
1: Yes. Right. Why Do you think say I that to other
0: po- people? Well, are you like, my friend is related to On your own No, friend. I don't
1: want them to know that. This just for me.
0: You don't want them to shoot me.
1: <laughs> no, I don't want them well, to thank like... Thank you, Michael. You're welcome. I appreciate it. Why would they shoot you? Because Poe.
0: I'm an invisible rat. In my mind, I was because your friend and your story. Oh, anyway,
1: sorry, I know we're we've getting gone. We've so, gone too far. So anyway, uh, <laughs> so Mark Twain had that experience, and his ghost is actually said to haunt the place now, which is unusual because he only lived there for a year.
0: Yeah, it's and that's probably one of those things where it's like. You, Bonnie and Clyde they were there once for dinner well, ah, they I, haunted it's
1: really funny there's an interesting story about someone I'll get into where the story comes from but there's a story about uh, a young girl that supposedly was living there in the 40s or 50s uh, 1940s and 50s and saw Mark Twain sitting by a window and said to her you know I have a debt to pay and and or I'm, I'm here for like I have a debt something about I have a debt to pay and it'll be a long time before I can oh. do it and I and and but the but the quote is like I has a powerful debt it's a weird like the way he didn't fucking talk like that some of his characters did but he didn't so it's like they they, feels like they just read some of his books and like i think that's how he talks who knows i also feel like it's kind of pop culture's revenge on mark twain for being an atheist because it pissed everyone off of course back in the day it still does and um because he wrote a lot of scabrous things about religion especially Mm -hmm. toward the end of his life when he just did not go fuck who cared who who hated him so I feel like making him a ghost in in his own story mm-hmm. is kind of the is kind of our shitty way of being like, how's that working out for you being an atheist, motherfucker? <laughs> right, <laughs> you know what right. I mean? So I don't believe in the Mark Twain stuff. Uh but there's still a plaque outside the, the door, outside the uh the porch of this place because Mark Twain lived there for a year. And he'd so
0: sit on the porch and drink his sweet.
1: Um Little fascinating tidbit about Mark Twain that he was born in eighteen thirty five on the same night as Haley's Comet came through
0: I think I the atmosphere
1: that. and he all his life claimed that yeah no I, I came in with Halley's comet and i will go out when Halley's comet comes back and uh and he did he he said for, he's like um <laughs> he was toward the end of his life and uh, when he finally when he finally passed away in uh, uh when was it the 1910 when Haley's Comet had come back around and when it was on the way, he said, and I just love this quote, he said, uh, it will be the greatest disappointment of my life if I don't go out with Haley's Comet. The Almighty has said, no doubt, now here are two unaccountable freaks that came in together. They must go out together. Mm-hmm. And he did die he did, yeah. when it came out. So that he got, got to die. I'm a relatively happy man. Doing what he loved. You think he just popped
0: back on Haley's Comet? Maybe. And went to the next place?
1: Um, <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. God, I hope so. I hope yeah. he's somewhere on another planet. Making fun of their society. Oh, so good! Uh, <laughs> God, I love Margaret. Continue
0: Wayne. your story, Michael.
1: So the uh, <laughs> as uh, you know, as the sort of socioeconomic reality of New York began to change, especially in the, the late '50s or so, they converted this building into a uh, into apartments. Mm-hmm. And a woman by the name of Jan Bryant Bartell, who's kind of going to be the chief protagonist of our story here for a while, because most of the information we get about this house comes from her experiences there. Uh, She was uh, an off-Broadway actress. Love it. Uh, She composed, she was a poet, she lectured. She was essentially a, a very artsy, fartsy, sophisticated. Dilettante. She was a
0: modern woman,
1: very modern woman. She I, bet she, married, a, I uh, bet she
0: had a transatlantic accent.
1: Probably did. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. She not She seems like the type that would. She uh, moved in with her husband, uh, who himself he was a, a restaurateur. He actually ran uh, a restaurant called the Riverboat, which used to be in the Empire State Building. So
0: they had money. That's very random,
1: right? Right. Yeah. But that just kind of gives you an idea of you know th- their life. You know, their so the Riverboat. Their sort of, ra-
0: the Riverboat restaurant was- lived in the same building that mark twain who took his name from a riverboat uh-huh. lived in okay uh-huh, got it. right
1: thank you got it. i
0: love that you're making those connections
1: <laughs> so she had these experiences like from the moment they they moved into this uh, they moved into the apartment on the top floor is pretty much occupying all the fourth floor and from the moment uh, they got there she just felt Things like apparently, the most notable was that she would see this bl- this black hulking shadow figure in the corner of her eye, in her peripheral,
0: mm.
1: and it would just follow her everywhere throughout it the She Didn't have like
0: glaucoma or anything like that.
1: No, it, she said. Finally, it did uh, at one point come into focus and stay long enough for her to actually try to engage with it. And she reached out to try to touch it, and she describes her experience of touching it. And I'm just going to read you this quote. Because it's so um, this actually comes from a book she wrote about her experience. Oh my God, I'm, ready. I'm uh, so ready. She said uh, she wrote, quote "A substance without substance, chilly, damp, diaphanous as marsh mist or a cloud of ether." I could feel my fingers freeze at the tips, they were numb, and yet they tingled. In the split second between contact and recoil, the scent came fragile and languorous and sweet, unbearably, cloyingly sweet." Also gives you kind of an idea of her writing style. Yeah. Which is a little all over the map. But, uh, and very descriptive. And very loving prose. She also uses a lot of exclamation points.
0: Mm, I get that. She'd be
1: a great blogger if she were still alive. So she had these experiences and... Bear in mind, because her husband was running a restaurant, he wasn't home very often and he worked late and weekends. So she was kind of in this creepy ass place by herself.
2: Oh, Uh, bye. The the sound.
1: (laughs) Right? And that's when this shit happens. Now, she talks, she wrote a book about her experiences. They lived there for 12 years. And over the course of those twelve years, like just so much shit happened. She began doing research on the place because of all her experiences there, I love and then it. she compiled this book. She talked to you know when you um, do
0: research, like shit's going down. If you're like, I've got to figure out what's going on because yeah,
1: yeah. Well, and that's the story about Mark Twain and and somebody seeing his ghost there came from her because she talked to an old superintendent. Uh, that she found in her researches, and like, do you ha- have any stories? And and this old soup told her, oh yeah, oh I knew there was a girl that I used to, you know, babysit or whatever that saw Mark Twain when she's a little older, still living there. She saw Mark Twain by the window, and he said that thing, dressed in his white suit, hashtag bastards in white. Um, <laughs> And, uh, but she found out there were a lot of, like, strange deaths in the building, a lot mm. of tragedy associated with it. Now, again, it's an old building. By that right. time, it was well over 100 years old, so it's not unusual. Her dog died while she was there, and that kind of That's began, sad. you know. Everything
0: then, else was fine. Now I'm sad. Well,
1: but her dog was also 10 years old, so, so it wasn't sad. like, it's still sad. sad. It is very sad. And and I will say, and the reason I, I alluded earlier about this kind of bringing up, um... Sort of questions about the relationship between paranormal experiences and possible mental illness, and that they're not mutually exclusive, and that or nor do they explain each other, is that she, from her own writing, seems to be, and a lot of people agree, seems to have suffered from bipolar disorder or or manic depressive. Some sort of impressive because she would have. She talks about, uh, and it, but it seems to have been brought on by living in this place, uh, at least according to her. Yeah, certainly exacerbated it. And some of the shit was just downright weird. Like it's not at first, you know, it seems like that's fucking crazy, and she's just writing this shit. But at the same time, you have to think, well, she's writing this down. If she's writing, she's going to try to write something more convincing and more persuasive. And some of the things she chose to write about are so difficult to believe that it's hard to think of anyone writing a book thinking that would pass muster. So it right. seemed, it, for that makes it, but, but again, so down and down and down and we go. Who discount, knows, maybe yeah. she knew that. Oh, it'll be so outlandish. People will think, I must be telling the truth because who could think that was, who? so who knows? She seems to have been a very clever woman. I mean, she was creative. She was an actress and a poet and a writer, composer. She wrote this book about it over 12 years. And uh, it's called, it's, it's the, the title itself tells you a lot. <laughs> it's called spindrift spray from a psychic sea oh uh, jesus it's not it's not strangely it's not still in print you can find copies that's of it, a but terrible I think, fucking uh, title yeah, it is it's an awful title
0: spindrift should and never be the title of anything ever except, except
1: spindrift was the name <laughs> sorry go on I'll except
0: a cover band <laughs> for spin doctors
1: Oh, that's pretty good. Thank you. Thank uh, Spindrift you. <laughs> was, in fact, the name of my high school literature magazine that I oh. worked on as an editor on my junior year. Yeah, I didn't fucking name it. Yeah, I hated the name I don't know too. If people Spind- can hear
0: me shaking my head, but I just can't <laughs> fucking stop.
1: How many people out there, without hearing Jamie shake her head, just knew she was doing it? Yeah, that me too. And
0: quiet um. judgment. Mm. <laughs>
1: So Jan had all these experiences at the house, including, like, the dark shadow that she touched once. Um, She heard uh, the sound of crashing glass all the time, followed her everywhere oh. in the building. Even when she'd go pay visits on neighbors, she'd hear this noise. And sometimes she'd be the only one <laughs> that just heard get this it.
0: this image of this ghost that's like, fucking pay attention to me! <laughs> Smash! Well, Nothing! Smash! So Nothing. enough
1: shit happened. And even, there's a weird thing too, like apparently on one evening, this shriveled grape appeared in the middle of an otherwise empty plate.
0: So like a raisin? Um,
1: like, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> a homemade raisin.
0: Oh, alright. Uh, <laughs> a naturally occurring raisin. But
1: it came from nowhere. They hadn't had grapes in the house and just, there it is, suddenly in the middle of this fucking plate. Shit like that happened just weird, weird shit. And um So <laughs> it just it's so
0: in my mind I can't get over like her being like oh, a shriveled up grape. It came from nowhere.
1: And her husband like, going, you mean a fucking raisin? It's a raisin. It's Jesus, a- we've talked about your writing style. Just call it a raisin. Uh, it's creepy. You don't have to sell
0: us on it. You, we know you eat raisins. It's bitch. a
1: shriveled grape. What what do the plebes call these? Um, and that, it's sort of it, at least one reviewer uh, says that the book really gives the impression that Jan was, while sophisticated and certainly creative, was also kind of a spoiled brat who mm. who. who you know, maybe didn't have the best uh, mind for logic. Uh, that some that some of the experiences she writes about in Spindrift Tales from a Psychic Sea. You just have to say it like that.
0: Tales from a psychic.
1: I'm gonna say experience. I'm gonna say it like Carol Channing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Tales from a psychic sea.
0: Gonna <laughs> add the shake to it a little
1: bit. <laughs> Spin drift. <laughs> um but some of you know the book it's even the people even the reviewers that didn't like it would admit that it's kind of compelling it's so weird it's such a hard sell uh, on some of the stuff that like she was experiencing something now the extent to which this something was real and attached to the house and that maybe she was just particularly sensitive to it because of her mental health issues mm-hmm. or whether it all came from her own mental health issues which doesn't seem to really fly with with me when you delve into it that more shit was to happen after she left now mm-hmm. the tragic thing about her novel or not novel her non-fiction sort of autobiography that was compiled over a period of 12 years is uh, they moved out after 12 years and she died before it was published she died the year before it came out because she she actually didn't want to put it out. Apparently, she oh. she was kind of reluctant to because I think she was still trying to figure out everything, and she she felt that she developed psychic powers after being in that house. She didn't. Just,
0: she just got sensitive to it.
1: Yeah. So everywhere she went afterwards, she felt the same kind of dread. Like she felt like the evil presence in that house, and for her, it was an overwhelmingly evil presence. There might have been certain experiences that were kind of light and funny in retrospect, but overall, they were they tended to be pretty dark and ominous, and she felt that that presence followed her everywhere
0: oh wow well and it makes you like it brings up that whole thing of you know things are so often excused experiences are excused because Mm -hmm. of mental health issues but just because uh something is happening mentally it does not mean that what's happening physically isn't actually happening so yeah it's
1: not an all or nothing proposition right. you know it's not it's not that kind yeah, of Yeah, it doesn't
0: have to be one or the other i think i actually think if you deal you know because i suffer with depression i suffer with anxiety and mm-hmm. i feel like those things make me more sensitive to other people's energy so i think a lot of times mental illness mental struggles can make you more se- more sensitive Mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. these things. And when that line between reality and the other side or not reality is thinner, I think that you have the chance to experience things that maybe other people can't.
1: It's also so easy for people that don't suffer from mental health issues and who also are skeptics with regards to paranormal stuff. Right. It's so easy for them to just be like, oh, well, you're you're nuts. So anything you experience beyond the pale is just clearly a result of your illness. Oh, you know, yeah. Like, they can write it off, which seems a little too cut and dry to me. Right. And, I mean, there's a point at which even skepticism itself becomes a kind of faith.
2: Absolutely. I, I have
1: known people in my life who I respect deeply for their, inte- for their intellect and their reading, but ultimately they hold to this view because of what they've read, not because of what they have experienced. So there's a lot of, a lot of analogs between you know some types of skepticism and some types of, of religious zealotry, mm-hmm. uh, at least in my own experience. So when a p- person like Jan is a human being. She's flawed. So, yeah, some reviewers can say, oh, she comes off as kind of a spoiled rich brat. I don't know. She maybe had manic disorder, uh, uh, or whatever we call it now. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I don't always, often know. It used to be called bipolar disorder, and I think it mm-hmm. may still be. Well, there's
0: different versions. There's manic depression. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's
1: and, and she doesn't appear to have been diagnosed or, or well, whatever. Well,
0: back then, it would, have been very, it would have been very challenging to be diagnosed and not be put somewhere.
1: That's true. Especially so. if you're a woman. Yeah. Especially if you're a woman.
0: Yeah. She's lucky she could have her own thoughts. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Sp- incidentally, now, if we had gone back in time uh, from when Jan was writing and having these experiences to uh, the spiritual movement, sort of uh, mm-hmm. championed by Madame Blavatsky, spiritualism. Levatsky, spiritualism yeah. Uh something a lot of people don't realize is how very bound to the women's lib movement and the suffrage movement spiritualism was, because that's where a lot of women went. A lot of women, uh, spiritualism got popular not because of men. Men tended to write it off because it was a woman's pastime. It was right. because the qualities that men tended to dismiss women for... Were lauded and seen as attributes, as qualities that people wanted if you were going to try to touch the other side or get in, at least kind of make contact with something other than the day to day rational daylight world of men. Exactly. So, spiritualism itself has a long and proud history of being concerned with women's rights because it was where they could fully explore these sides of myself. And
0: well, to say, to add on that, that's part of what our whole thing was with this podcast, is we felt like. You know the there was so mu- there are so many women that really are experiencing these things, um, and and members of LGBTQ LGBTQ mm-hmm. uh, that mm-hmm. that are more sensitive that's experience more things. Yet if you go to YouTube, if you go to TV, mm-hmm. if you go to these places, it's mostly white straight men that are hosting these shows that are reading yeah. these ghost stories. Yeah. And for me, when a man is reading an obvious a, a story that's obviously a woman mm-hmm. and he doesn't quite get those idiosyncrants the the idiosyncras- say
1: it idiosyncrasies
0: yes (laughs) my mouth was not allowing me to say well you finished your mimosas Um, yes i finished it it's gone Um, i'm still working
1: on mine how the fuck is that possible you're
0: telling the story so um but they just don't get it there's a vulnerability that i think straight men and and particularly don't always get when they're telling a woman's story Mm -hmm. or or Mm -hmm. an lgbtq story so um one of that's one of the things that we really wanted to do it's like we just didn't yeah. feel represented well, because in this I think world
1: paranormal experiences are something that most people i think everyone has them mm-hmm. but the people that seem most comfortable being able to talk about them are outsiders yes because it's it's easier to ascribe to fringe beliefs and I don't call them fringe beliefs because I think they deserve to be on the fringe. Bear that in mind. Um, it's easier to ascribe to strange, off-the-beaten-path beliefs if you feel the prevailing language does not apply to you.
2: Yes. You know, yeah. as a
1: gay man, I certainly felt that way. So I was right. more open to experience because it's simply, you grow up going, well, society's wrong about me. What the fuck else are they wrong about? Well, yeah. they told me there's no such thing as a ghost, but... Uh, right. You or know, here's this fucking thing right in front churches. of me.
0: Churches, oh, there's no ghost. Well... But what about the Holy Ghost? I mean, it's in the fucking title. How yeah, can you tell they me They believe it's no some kooky shit, right. too. And the, so, it the, just the, seems
1: to be kooky beliefs, com, you know, competing yeah. for supremacy in well, the culture. Well, and you think,
0: too, like, there's only one God, but then, okay, if that's the truth, then why is there the, t- the commandment, there shall be no other gods before me? <laughs> why is there a law if there's no other gods?
1: Well, and the fact that in the right? in the opening of Genesis, the, 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 the language used in the original Hebrew is uh, Elohim, which is actually plural. Yeah. Uh, well, it can be read as either plural or singular. It doesn't. So it could very well be referring right. to multiple gods.
0: Right. But all of that is to say not everything is Black and white. Not everything is.
1: I'm, I feel that nothing is black yeah, and white. Yeah, you can't. Myself.
0: It's it's not. Nothing can be all inclusive or all exclusive. So like, all, all that is to say that me.
1: this Jan Bartel, you know, probably was suffering from a form of mental disorder, mm-hmm. and it, and uh, and sad to say, she actually uh, there's some suggestions, some evidence that she may have killed herself, mm-hmm. and that's how she died. It's also possible she died of a heart attack, where it's unclear, but she did die relatively young. She was only in her fifties, I believe. And uh, she died. Uh, she wasn't living in the house anymore. she'd moved away. but and her book came out later. I think the year after she died. And so she wasn't, uh, because it took her so long to write the book, it don't seem that she was doing it for fame. She wasn't writing a mass market paperback to just be on store shelves really quickly and make a buck. She was trying to, and even though, say what you will of her style, this is clearly a person that was trying to write something interesting, poetic, and creative, and something challenging for the reader, because it is challenging prose. I've read a Mm -hmm. little bit of it. It's hard to find a copy, so I've only read snatches of it online. Snatches. I didn't (laughs) mean I didn't mean that. Sounds sexist. Now <laughs> I read. I read snippets of it. It's snip snippets. That's, I
0: feel like snippets, snippets is isn't what a you euphemism want to use.
1: for vagina, is it? I don't okay. think so. I, I don't know. I babe. hope not. That's weird. Ugh. Maybe anyway.
0: Anyway.
1: Snippet should be a euphemism for a small penis. <laughs> it's a snippet. <laughs> oh, look at that little snippet. it. little snippet. That's gonna piss off a lot of guys. <laughs> uh, so back to her experiences. She had all these weird things. She'd feel like things touching her. She'd she'd uh, she'd smell rot. Like, like flesh, fleshy rot. Um, to, then again, so which gave her, of course, this oppressive feeling of dread, which added to it. And that's how often that, the sense of smell and unpleasant smells comes into play when people experience, you know... Uh, ostensibly evil or dark presences. I don't know. This, there's a correlation there. Um, it's also worth noting that the sense of smell is very, very old. It's one of the oldest things our brain, it's one mm. of the, it's one of the things our brain is really good at, right. and it's tied to both our sense of moral, uh, our, sen- our moral sense and our kind of sense of how we look the world is so tied to how we smell. Think back to uh, Peg, Peg Entwistle and her fragrance mm-hmm,
2: uh, mm-hmm. and
1: how like she knew as an actress, like, I'm mean, that's going to be my signature well, scent also- because it's pleasant and people will think I'm pleasant. We make associations. Sensitivity,
0: more- uh, psychic sensitivity mm-hmm. can present itself in different ways. Some of it's through your sense of smell. Some of it's auditory. Um, some of it's even taste. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm, you get to mm-hmm. the touches and stuff. So yeah. uh, hearing and smelling things are the most common ways to pick up on something.
1: Yeah. 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 yeah uh and it's it's true too that uh, depending on smell like uh, someone did some research like if i want to convince you of something that that seems to go against your beliefs I'm likelier to do it. I'm likely to accomplish my goal if say we're in a room a well lit area that smells nice mm-hmm. versus if I'm talking to you like say next to an open dumpster. Right. Uh you know because then you will you make this unconscious association where like well what I'm saying is unpleasant and I'm you know whatever your sm- your, your nose basically just calls the shots. Well it's, it's um, sense
0: memory, right? There's absolutely. a lot of that. And yeah.
1: that's why smells can be so triggering. If I
0: smell Onions and peanuts. I always think of my grandfather, Mm. like without fail. Onions and
1: peanuts. And there are times when I can just think of a smell. I'm like, oh, I remember that. And the smell will come to <laughs> me even when I'm, it's not actually physically there. Yeah. So uh, that there's a lot of smells associated with her experiences. <laughs> and so on and so forth. A quick aside, she actually hired uh, a psychic with her own money. Hired a very expensive psychic, I might add, because this guy was named Hans Holzer, who you may remember from his involvement in the Amityville case. Oh, He was yeah. one of the psychics involved in that that helped popularize it. He came on board and uh, they did a seance in which Jan claimed very briefly to be possessed by the spirit of a 19-year-old girl that was living in the house in the late 60s. And she, this ghost, uh, they tried to get her to move on, and she refused. She said she'd stay there forever because she was mad. She blamed President Lincoln for her husband's death in the Civil War and just wasn't ready to move on. She wanted everyone to know, so she was constantly... You know, stomping around the house and making things she wanted to drum up interest in, in this kind of forgotten, obscure story. Again, I don't know if that's Jan uh, just imagining projecting. things, projecting, yeah. uh, or if, there's, if it's a little six of one, you know, half a dozen of the other. I, I don't know. But that, that was a thing she wrote about and so on and so forth. And then, and then, of course, you know, later, sadly, she died in 1973 and the book came out in 1974. Her husband died not too long after, it seems. Like, we found records of someone, uh, he died, uh, someone named Frank Bartel. I think, I think I said his name was Fred. His name was actually Frank, the guy that ran right. the restaurant in the Empire State Building. I've had
0: a full mimosa since you said his Rained,
1: name so. And he passed away, I think he passed away in 1978, so he didn't survive for, for very long. And, and the book, you know, didn't make a lot of money. Like I said, it's been out of print for a long time. It's, uh, something of a find amongst parapsychology circles because it's such a weird book. But that's part of what I think is so appealing about it. It's so weird that, you know, she's clearly not trying, she's clearly not telling a story she expects you to believe, which oh, makes her either a yeah. really good writer, which I don't think she was that good. <laughs> <laughs> if you look at her prose, she's not that good of a writer. I mean, I, to be fair, I, I don't think she's that good of a writer. She's she's probably a much better poet because her, her prose, though, is just a little too purple, a little too... Um, Her
0: prose was too purple, you guys. I just it's write filled, it down. It's filled
1: with the kind of phrases like "I've come face to face with the unseen," which makes no sense when you break it down. Um, because if you can't <laughs> see its face, how do you how know can your face? Right, exactly. So there's a name for what's that called? It's called like uh, in, they call it. Is it Bueller like it Bueller-Lighton Bueller Lighton prose. Why are you fucking asking me?
2: I- <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fair. Fair. Um,
1: That's so fair. I need another mimosa. So, um, apparently in the 70s, some guy named, a photographer named Dennis lived there, and he used to, he was very fond of getting ladies to come back to his place to take pictures of them, and they used to run screaming. Uh, And he would swear that, oh, no, they were run screaming because they saw this lady in white. But you Did have you to wonder it? if that's like, hmm, oh, yeah, now a guy will believe in a ghost story because it'll uh-huh. help him get away with sexual assault, but, <laughs> uh, so, and, and this kind of ties into it. I didn't necessarily mean for this story to become one about, like, men versus women, but it kind of... Lends itself to that without me even meaning to. It's not to. men
0: versus women;
1: it's the, patriarchy the sort of versus may, the sort of dominant male perspective yeah. versus misogyny uh, much versus yeah, women, yeah misogyny versus women. that. That's yeah. thank it's you, thank, thank you. Women. We um, like men. See, you have a much more nuanced approach because you're a woman. It's my vagina. And I'm a man. It's your angina. <laughs> it's, it's it's your snippet. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's your snatches of prose. <laughs> God it's my, almighty. It's my has,
0: purple pros. Has, oh, ugh,
1: ugh. <laughs> Look, I'm all about the female perspective being a gay man, but vagina, I got to draw the line.
0: I mean, it kind of has it <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you better continue this story. Oh
1: god. Okay. Or we're going to go. Well, now it's going to get really really dark. So, the reason it's called the House of Death, tragically, is and this People is People die there. Well, so Spoiler. specifically in 1987, there was this attorney living there, kind of a low-rent guy, who, as it turned out, never had to take the bar exam because he served in Vietnam. Uh, he had to interrupt his uh, law school uh, matriculation in order to serve, and there was a brief law in the books at the time that if that was the case, you didn't have to actually... Uh, take the bar? Take the bar.
0: That's kinda reasonable.
1: Kind of like... Kind of, but not at all like when I was 16, and there was a brief law that said if you made a certain amount of... Uh, if you made a, a 95 or above on the written portion of your driving test, you didn't have to take the driver's driver's
2: test. Oh, fuck. did that. So I didn't. And
1: that's why I can't parallel park anymore. Oh. Or never learned, really. So, this guy was named Joel Steinberg, and in 1987, he beat his adopted six-year-old daughter... To death. Oh no! And he and it's not even. Here's the thing, like this poor girl. uh, Her name was Lisa, and he had he. She wasn't even a legal adoption. He had adopted two children. Um, Just being a lawyer, he kind of he was kind of a criminal defense attorney, but he did a little things, a few things on the side. And apparently, Lisa's mom, I believe, was like, you know, find a home for my kid. And he's like, sure. And he just kind of took her in and lived with her. And he had a he had a girlfriend that lived in with him, uh, named Hedda, Hedda Neussbaum, uh, who uh, one evening, I was on, uh, I think it was, was uh, when was this? 1987, I forget the actual date. I'm so bad at this. Why don't I know the actual date? Right. It was uh, It was November 1st. Excuse me, November 1st. Oh, appropriately enough, Day of the Dead. Um, November 1st oh. at 7 a.m., uh, Hedda, his, his live-in girlfriend, called the police to say that uh, little Lisa was unresponsive. So the police showed up paramedics and police showed up and found the girl beaten within an inch of her life. She would later succumb to her injuries in the hospital just, I think, two or three days later. They also found another little boy there who was uh, less than, I think, he was under the age of two. His name was Mitchell. And he was just, he was fucking tethered to his playpen and covered in filth. And Hedda, you know, basically told the police that, like, this fucking crazy Joel guy, just he beats us all the time. These two children are legally adopted. He just kind of took them in and never found, you know, homes for them. He just, whatever. And he was, this guy was a crack addict. Um, Back when crack was becoming a really big problem Mm -hmm. in New York, specifically, he was all about crack. And so, but here's the fucking thing. And you want to talk misogyny for a moment this guy was a fucking beater of women and a murderer of children he got off on manslaughter
2: oh fuck he that served, guy he served
1: he served and here's the fucked up reason that he um he was uh, he was denied parole twice for showing for because he simply did not show remorse in fact frequently told he felt he was the victim because he was you know on this drug and, blah, 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 and he missed poor lisa and all this bullshit fuck this piece of shit right And he got off, he, first degree, in New York, at the time, first degree murder only applied, it's no longer the case, but at the time, it only applied to people who either killed police officers, or who killed someone while they were serving for another sentence. And they couldn't, for whatever reason, they couldn't, the, the prosecution didn't feel they could make... Uh, second-degree murder stick. So they just slapped him with manslaughter, which means he got, I think, it's less than, I think he got like 10 or 12 years. Like, it was fucking nothing. And he got out, he... uh, um, No, no, excuse me. It was more than 10 years. But still, like, he got out at all uh, in 2004. And he's been living his life. I don't know if he's... Yeah, that's fucked up. And he was... Yeah, and fortunately, the ghost of Lisa is not said to haunt the house. But... Again, it's something that going back to Jan in in the 70s, 60s and 70s like that, she just felt there was some bad shit to do with that house and apparently a lot of things and like Mark Twain had his experience there, which itself seemed kind of to lampoon his version of a similar because I mean, what happened to Mark Twain was kind of a weird, almost tongue in cheek version of what he had written about several years earlier in his own, quote, a ghost story mm-hmm. about the Card of Giant. And then you had uh, his ghost still supposedly haunts there. they still say it does. it's supposed to be haunted by twenty two people that died there. Oh wow, um, that's a lot of fucking people, and most of them apparently died under less than ideal circumstances Ooh. so after 1987 with the death of this poor Lisa uh, uh, girl, they started calling it the house of death. It's not open to the public you can't you can't go in there and oh, see wow. it, so they have no I'm more inclined to believe the stories because there's not a you know it's it's hard to believe any place that has a gift shop is actually haunted.
0: Right, that's true. <laughs> and this it's place, difficult.
1: yeah, and this place decidedly does not. Uh, so,
0: do people live there?
1: Uh, I think they. I'm not really sure. It's unclear. it so would be been shocking really if there ones. was
0: any property in New York that didn't was. It like, yeah, it's yeah, we're rare put to find abandoned
1: property. As far as I know, it's still something. It still serves some purpose. It may be an office now. Uh, mm. It's hard. It's frankly hard to find stuff on it because they don't. But whoever it owns off. it just doesn't really like the fact but that it's called money the New York of House it. of Death. You know what I mean? We're like oh, they know they
0: know like it's super fucking haunted. So it doesn't matter who moves in; they get to keep their first and last month's rent and whatever rent because they're always going to move out quickly. So uh-huh. they're just making bank
1: <laughs> by having people move in
0: and move out. They just
1: basically make the money on the deposit. That's if it.
0: you are someone who does that, please send us all of your stories. <laughs> we want to know all of the ghosts that. That send people please. out of your rental property. Yes. I mean, it's terrible. Don't do it. But also, if you're doing it, please let us know everything.
1: Yeah. You should yeah. at least get your deposit back if there's a ghost.
0: Right. But they, you know, they don't do that. I'm, I'm not talking about. I mean, yes, if you've had to move out because it's haunted, definitely fucking tell us. But I'm saying, if you own a property that has that <laughs> turnover rate, and you're just making bank, you know, whatever you do, you. But send us those
1: stories. <laughs> I want those stories. I All love of them. It. Oh, my God. That's good, Michael. Would you like another mimosa? I
0: would. Okay. This is a great break time, everybody. We'll be back in, like, two seconds.
1: It'll be, like, no time at all to you.
0: But, like, maybe 15 minutes for us. Yay! All right. See? No time at all. So easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay.
1: So, oh, okay, wait, wait. Oh, okay. Fresh mimosas. Fresh Cheers. mimosas, cheer. Now, your turn.
0: So, when I was trying to figure out what to do... I kept, like, coming up with stuff, but I just wasn't feeling it, you know. And then (laughs) I came across, well, I was looking at different videos or stuff, and there's a video that I've always been fascinated with. Mm -hmm. Um, And you may know it. I'm sure we all do. Oh, I'm so excited. It's that CCTV video of the ghost from Disneyland leaving the haunted mansion and walking through. <gasps> yes. Yes.
1: What are you going to talk about the haunted mansion? Are
0: I know. You- I'm going to talk about ghosts at Disney World and Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> so better than just
1: the haunted oh mansion. Okay. So both haunted mansions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Okay. The haunted mansion is like my favorite ride in the world.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that goes for a lot of us. So okay. The thing is, with that video, it has been... There's a guy on YouTube who, like, disputes it or whatever. And so, his whole Fuck thing... Him. Right. <laughs> his whole thing is that it could be recorded over something else. Then maybe there was a maintenance worker
1: mm-hmm. leaving
0: and mm-hmm. going through the same path or whatever. Typical um,
1: male perspective. Right. No, <laughs> <I'm lame. kidding. laughs>
0: um So... I don't know if they specifically put it together with a maintenance worker or if he was just like, it could have been. And so since it could have been something else, that's obviously the option instead of what's right in front of you. Um, I didn't honestly watch the whole thing because it was really fucking annoying. It's that smug, I know more than you bullshit. I can't handle. Whatever. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt that that could be an option. But (laughs) 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 y'all. Disneyland is like where people to go to like final destination die disneyland and oh. anaheim specifically yeah oh. there's a lot of freaky oh. freaky deaths there and um like
1: like rube goldberg machine deaths
0: yeah it just we'll go through some of them oh but god, please, i'm talking this is about gonna be great i'm, I'm talking I'm, disneyland and disney world
1: yeah 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 okay. yeah okay
0: so we'll start with oh my god mr one way he is one of the most commonly known stories, uh, which means it's also one with the most variations. Is it an urban legend? Possibly.
1: I don't know this.
0: Let's fucking hear it then. All right, shit. It's at Disneyland. And no matter how many versions there are about this guy, all of the ones I found agree to one thing. He hunts Space Mountain. Ooh. At Disneyland in California. Now, it may be that it's not just one guy and it's two. Okay. Because... He's often described as a red haired man with a red face or a kid dressed in 1970s era clothing. Both have been seen in line. Like he's hanging out in the space mountain line. And if it's the ginger dude, he waits quietly. If it is the kid, he'll talk to you, but he very clearly has no knowledge of the park after the seventies. Oh, so he's just like a a kid talking to you. Yeah. Um, other stories say that Mr. One-Way doesn't wait in the queue at all. He appears only at the actual ride cars, approaching them from the opposite side of the waiting area, the side which people are supposed to exit the ride. So you get on one side, you exit the other side.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, he'll sit down in, in an empty seat, and he'll disappear right before you hit the final tunnel at the end of the ride. So, Ugh. there's a video on YouTube.
1: No. Of a guy. No.
0: They they they're getting onto the ride and you see kind of that it's like a light shadow. Instead of it being dark, you see light coming yeah, from them. Yeah, and yeah, you can okay. very clearly see a person go from the exit side get onto the ride with a guy who has no knowledge that anybody's next to him, and you see very light outlines of a person. Now it could be the CCTV overlap video, but why is he getting on from the exit?
1: Yeah, for it to be overlap video, I mean, how perfectly would it have to be? Like, what are the chances it would overlap accidentally enough that it looks like someone getting into a particular car? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, into an not...
0: empty seat from yeah. the wrong side, yeah. and they follow. That's the like ocean oh, that sure right?
1: Accidentally, as an overlap? Yes.
0: yeah, yeah. So there is video on that on YouTube. It's pretty fucking creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll be looking
1: that up later. Yeah,
0: it's pretty good. Uh, there's another ghost. So a possible third ghost. Uh, dubbed Disco Debbie, she's said to haunt Space Mountain. She is called Disco Debbie because she glows in the dark. Oh, yeah. It said she.
1: Okay.
0: It's commonly believed that she's a cast member who died, b- while working on Space Mountain, but there's absolutely no evidence that ever that
1: Did anyone ever an employee die? ever died. Yeah, but this is Disney, and I don't trust their that reporting an, when it comes to unpleasant things. That
0: an employee ever died on august 14th 1979 a 31 year old woman became ill after riding space mountain at the unload area which she was unable to exit the vehicle although employees told her to stay seated while the vehicle was removed from the track other ride operators did not realize that her vehicle was supposed to be removed and accidentally threw her, sent her through the ride a second time When she got back to the unloading zone, she was semi-conscious, and after spending a week in a coma at Palm Harbor Hospital, she died. The coroner's report attributed the death to a heart tumor that had dislodged and entered her brain.
1: That's a thing? Apparently that's you can have a tumor in your heart you go on space
0: mountain twice
1: i don't like it yeah oh my god i mean it's an intense fucking ride
0: right it's fun but who knew yeah so that was (gasps) and i think there was a lawsuit there and i don't remember what happened but it's because they sent her through a second time she was supposed to be taken out and so there's a question of if she hadn't gone through the second time if they could have stopped it or you know who knows who knows but oh my god that could be debbie right
1: disco debbie
0: disco debbie that's space mountain
1: tumor great something else to be afraid of. right
0: everything uh there is the monorail ghost people have seen a spectral figure that prowls around the monorail he only appears after dark and he vanishes whenever a tram comes Mm. why Might you ask, would a ghost haunt the fucking monorail when there's a whole park of rides to haunt? Why would
1: a ghost haunt the monorail, Jamie?
0: Well, in 1966...
1: (laughs) Oh, hang on, let me just crack my knuckles.
0: (laughs) A 19-year-old kid was killed while attempting to sneak into the park by scaling the fence and climbing along the monorail track. The guy ignored the shouted, shouted warnings of the security officers who were trying to tell him, watch out, there's a tram coming, because he thought they were telling him to stop breaking into the park.
1: Oh. and He,
0: he ran oh, right into the train. Oh, To shit. the monorail. That goes real fast. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> he was dragged 30 to 40 oh. feet. Oh. And one of the security guards there said that he had to hose the kid off the underside of oh, the tracks. Oh, God. Oh, uh, uh, and oh, so uh. it's believed he's the one that's haunting. But people see him pretty regularly. Wow. Since
1: 1966. Now do they see him on the track, in mm-hmm. the trains? like Walking saw... along the track, on the oh, track. So people remember that shit. Yes. Like, that's a dude on the track, get off! And he... Oh, uh-huh. shit. Uh-huh. And this There's is also... Disneyland? Disneyland. Disney-, Disney, okay.
0: Disneyland. Another one, I believe this was in Disney- Disneyland, too. They had um, the People Mover, which was a really slow tram ride. And it was kind of like a train. Like, there were cars um, connected, but nobody was driving it. It was just going or it was stopped. Okay. And the track is really what drove. Mm, That's mm, what mm. powered it. So, a big thing that people did uh, in the 60s when it opened was uh, hop from car to car because it moved, like, two miles an hour. It was real slow. There are a couple of stories of kids who fell onto the track. (sighs) And then got run over and dragged, but it's going two miles an hour, so it was really slow and awful.
1: Oh God! Yeah,
0: and there are several reports of that that area, those areas of the where the people movers were, of um, people like jumping from track to track. Back when it even was still a ride, I don't know if it's a ride still. I don't think it is, Uh but they would see kids jumping, and then they. will just disappear.
1: Again, kids, with your fucking YOLO, really yeah. look at your, what you're saying. YOLO.
0: YOLO and you did low.
1: Yeah, so. y- YOLO is all the more reason not to do what you're thinking about mm-hmm. doing. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, that's fucked up. Like being. Uh-huh. It's one thing to be hit by the monorail, because that thing's going, like, light speed. Right. So, like, it never, it didn't, it's... He,
0: like, he knew what hit him, but it was real fast. <laughs>
1: yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. But, like, oh, to be dragged, like, it just makes me think of that... One of the most horrifying things I ever saw as a kid was in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, where Christopher Lloyd's character, Judge mm. Doom, gets run over by the steamroller, and yeah. it's, super it's super slow, slow. and agonizing, yeah. and it just yeah. scared the shit out. That's what I'm thinking That's what it made me think
0: of, too. Oh, like, <laughs> yeah. oh, God, oh Yeah, God. it's terrible. It's so bad. Okay, so the Pirates of the Caribbean in Disney World, or the Pirates of the Caribbean, depending upon who you are and what you want out of life. It's the ride in Disney
1: World. Um,
0: <laughs> this is one of those things that might be an urban legend, too. But it's really fucking cool. So we're going to talk about it.
1: <laughs> bring, bring it on.
0: <laughs> there are conflicting stories abound, but the basics are that there was this dude named George who was working on the ride's construction. He was killed because of, because of construction reasons, right? Like, he <laughs> that maybe he fell in the burning area. Maybe a beam fell and hit him. Some construction There's shit happened. There's a thousand
1: fucking ways you can die.
0: Right. A thousand and one on ways to die site. on a construction He okay. He died one they of They
1: have those hats ways. for it.
0: Right. He wasn't wearing his hat. I don't know. <laughs> So his big deal, he's known to haunt the Pirates of the Caribbean, and his big deal is respect. He said to stop the ride, if someone gets on the ride and shouts, I don't believe in George. So uh, if you're riding that ride, fucking do it and see if it stops. Why the hell not? Get yeah, over yourself, George. Who are you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who was the first person to do it? Like, and like, why did George, why was George just yeah. there to be like, hey?
0: Like, why does he feel like he deserves that? God, anyway.
1: That's like so poor George is just like such a such a snowflake ghost. I know. <laughs> He's just spinning it in turn and getting triggered by kids. <laughs> go, go trigger like, George. Jesus Christ. It's like well, me with Christmas lights. That's going to be, when I die, I'm going to be the ghost people see going up and down some Fucking suburb, up lights. Critici- uh, criticizing just Christmas that lights. unplug that shit. Unplug I'm going to be fucking Christmas lights. I hate <laughs> like, Christmas but lights. But you'll y'all. only
0: unplug the ones that don't match.
1: <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I will. Or the ones that are badly hung and that make no aesthetic sense. I'm so mad. Even the thought of it It's one of me my so favorite mad. things
0: now to go look at Christmas lights with Michael. <laughs> it's it's He gets so angry, so mad, and it makes me so happy. They're so
1: ugly. They're so most of the time. Very particular about. They're so ugly. It's like most people just. It's like they stuff. Eight different kinds of lights into a sh- t-shirt cannon and just aim it at their fucking house. There's no mm-hmm. plan. It. There's no design. It oh, just God. bothers me. And
0: if you know, like the houses, step up their game.
1: It's the holiday, for God's sakes
0: The gaudy houses. Those are the ones I like to go to the most. Oh, and take see, the go. ones
1: that, like at Christmas time, they look like Santa Claus just fucking shed all over their lawn.
0: This is why I like to go with Michael, so he can say these things. So anyway, sorry. Anyway, so George. <laughs> so, um, so George. It apparently is so prevalent. Like, the bullshit he pulls is that the cast members in charge of opening the ride or closing it at night will say good morning or good night to him to make him happy. Because if they don't, shit goes down. Like, the ride will malfunction. He was a construction
1: worker, so he knows what he's doing. Right,
0: he does. Um, uh, He's been known to shut down the ride, cause malfunctions, make phantom phone calls from an empty control room. And even that's my favorite. Yeah, he'll even show up on the ride (laughs) monitors. Like orders
1: forty pizzas, right? (laughs) (laughs) He's just considerate. He's a trickster. He He must have been a Gemini. (sighs) Oh, yeah. Your little little article you sent me, yeah, right. I posted it on. What were you? Your your what are you? I'm
0: a orb. I'm a spirit orb. Spirit orb. It's if you're what your horoscope means. What kind of like paranormal phenomenon? What kind of ghost will you be based on your horoscope? And I'm a, a a
1: trickster, which totally fits i would yeah. be the i would be such an asshole ghost yeah i really would, would be any i would just prank people like
0: george just like george um, just like
1: george i i feel you i believe in you george if i ever say i don't it's just because i want you to do something right so
0: just do something and know we respect you too um it's also said that two women two to four women known as the ladies uh haunt the ride um name. <laughs> there's, they say that they drowned, but there's no evidence of that. And Disney's actually pretty thorough about visitors who've died because they really like to say it's not our fault; it was their fault. They were being stupid. So yeah, that,
1: that's true. That's yeah, they're
0: pretty, they're pretty open about deaths that happened at the park. And there's nothing in the Pirates about any women drowning, or mm-hmm. I don't even think kids drowning, and like. Anybody drowning really in the in the pirates ride? <laughs> yeah, there are
1: there. Mm, yeah, mm. so
0: um, but they are said to haunt the ride for whatever reasons. There's a lot of ashes, which we'll get into in a little yeah. bit. Um, but they ha- there are cold spots that people will get freaked out on the ride for no reason, just like a really uneasy sense, and it's not the fucking pirates. And uh, sometimes they'll see full bodied apparitions of these women. Ooh, more than one woman. Can you fucking imagine? i love it it's cool. Um,
1: it's really cool. i like this i love yeah. how these these rides seem to have multiple ghosts oh yeah oh it's, it's kind of cool it's, it's like a community of ghosts in there's ride. just you
0: think about it the the disney itself has so much energy with people there and like fantasy and dreaming and like what people want out of life and disney provides kind of this entertainment oh, yeah. if escape our
1: bruce who's such a disney guy like mm-hmm. he loves disney world like if he ever if he had the chance to haunt Disney Absolutely. World. He would jump at it.
0: I can name 10 people off the top of my head that would haunt Disney, and Brandon's at the top of that list.
1: I would haunt the Haunted Mansion.
0: Yeah. See? It's great. And there, you would not be alone. <laughs> uh, so, interestingly, that so that's Disney World. Disneyland. <laughs> now, we don't know if George is real. We don't know if the ladies are real. But we do know that in Disneyland, when they first opened the ride, they had an issue with the fake skeletons looking real.
1: In the Haunted Mansion? No,
0: in, uh, in the Pirates of the, Pirates of the Caribbean. Caribbean excuse me. Yeah. Um, so the Imagineers working on the ride procured some real skeletons from the UCLA Medical Center. A
1: thing you could do back
0: then. And those skeletons were on display in the Pirates of the Caribbean ride.
1: Ooh. Yeah.
0: So it makes you wonder. Way what to kind cut of, corners, Imagineering. Right. Um, George wants respect. George, I don't think your skeleton was hanging up. What about these other guys?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I was remember, in a prestigious college been... and now I'm in a fucking theme park. Yeah.
0: But do you think that those would have been like criminals or like,
1: uh, it depends. If they were the college, it depends on how old the skeletons are. Usually I think there's that people who kind of that have That's consciously like left there in the fifties. Like, right? their- yeah, it it's probably people that like willed their bodies. They to consciously colleges.
0: uncoupled from their body.
1: Or it's other people that were never, whose bodies were never claimed right or people who, who specifically left their bodies to to science, to science. and then, they then they're were like did
0: so you well. think when they left their body to science they knew they would be left to pirates of the caribbean
1: <laughs> probably not i don't
0: know if i want yeah
1: i'm sure there are people out there that, that want to leave wonder. their bodies for like
0: oh my god you no know, that's true
1: more of them than want to leave it to colleges i'm sure
0: now yeah. yeah so okay one of the worst they've been replaced just for the record So they're no longer... So they sing. So they... Well, there is a rumor, though, that, like, there's a skull and crossbones that's on a bridge or something that's still original but that's all you know rumor we don't they're like and,
1: yeah we could get it but it's so high we just have to hire a contractor and chances are he would die doing it and right. have another goes. so let's just leave it there we're at disney people.
0: we hate ladders. <laughs> we don't want a ladder we don't want to we'd have to contact the union and we don't want to contact the union um okay so in disneyland there's the america sings attraction this one's actually really famous too and one of the most tragic fucking things
1: oh i know this one
0: yeah oh, it happened so in cool. 1974 so, mm-hmm. 18-year-old Deborah Stone was crushed to death while working as a hostess. America Sings was located in the Rotating Theater and on the evening of July 8th, she was caught between the Rotating Theater wall and the stationary stage wall and died as a result. Oh, can
1: you fucking imagine? It
0: was slow. It was brutal. The people, there were people in the crowd and they knew something was wrong when she started screaming. Um... There are some reports that they didn't find her till much later, but I don't think that's the case. I think
1: no, I think they found they her knew. pretty quickly. Yeah, but not in time to save her because no, she was already
0: she and oh, they closed it down for a while, yeah. and uh, when they reopened, it, it had different safety precautions. Um, but it was too late for Debbie. After that, she oh, was actually cons- she, they believe that she haunted it and that uh, sh- they kind of saw her as a guardian angel. Because when people would get too close to the wall, they would often hear a female voice saying, be careful. Mm. Yeah. Um,
1: That's kind of a fucked up afterlife to have. Like, Right, to warn people. Warn people against the death you had. Like, maybe, maybe, maybe if you're that ghost and you're stuck there, maybe the trick to getting out of that job is to letting someone else die... So they can take the job from you and you can move the fuck on. Because they had safety
0: precautions at that point, Debbie. You're fine.
1: Debbie's just Um, a good person. That's all. That's all. She's just trying to be a good mother hen.
0: Baby girl. Um, Cast members working on the attraction, which was open until 1988, used to hear a voice warning them to be careful. Um, There are also other weird things that happen in the building today. Uh, One cast member claimed to receive a call that played the music from the ride. After hours. Yeah. And so there's a lot of weird stuff that happened with phones, like phones going off, phones being drained of energy, lots of creepy shit like that
1: from
0: cast members and stuff. Um, For those people who don't know, cast members are employees of Disney parks, but that's what they call them.
1: Cast members. Yeah. Yeah, Even if they're like waiters at some theme restaurant, they're cast members.
0: Or CM as they say online, when they're talking about They're like, I was a CM from 1985 to, yeah. Um, There's the Tom Sawyer Island at Disneyland.
1: Look Mm -hmm. at that, Mark Twain coming up yet again. I
0: know, I know. Um, So this island is pretty fucking creepy anyway. Like, you take a raft to the island, and it's kind of like you're living those adventures, Mm -hmm. and they have the, like... The, this cave that was supposed to be Injun Jim's domicile. Injun Joe, yeah. Injun Joe, died. that's what it is, yeah, Joe. what yeah.
1: I remember, I, you, know what, you know what? I So I went to Disney World in uh, the late 80s mm-hmm. and uh, when Tom Sawyer Island was still a thing and went through that cave and yeah, so all this is like, oh, Matilda, Ring, I'd totally forgotten about Tom Sawyer Island mm-hmm. until you brought it up, but that was yeah, it's it's really right creepy. across from where the Haunted Mansion is. You can see yes, the Haunted Mansion from it's the It's in the
0: rivers of America uh-huh, uh-huh. In, in the middle of that. So you, there are. Like little bridges, creepy bridges. You can run along. Uh-huh. There are spiders. There are snakes. Like it is a fucking island. And so, what's creepy about it is the lack of like technology and, and safety yeah. precautions. Right? There are they are still there, but it's just creepy. Um, spiders and snakes. Did I say that? I want to reiterate. <laughs> there were spiders and snakes. Um, there still are. So uh, people Spice, have reported. Oh my! Oh no! <laughs> Um, they feel like people are looking at them when they're by themselves, um, and it'll be, like, a group of people feeling like someone else is in the space with them, and not seeing anybody, um, and they see unexplainable shadows in different areas, like, shadows that move, and, um, they, and there's no explanation for the shadow, it's not like anything's making the shadow, it's just, there's darkness moving across my line of vision, and I don't like that. Yeah, um, so... Two young men have died in the river of Americas that surround the island. The first was in 1973 when two brothers hid in an area that was off limits to guests until after close. For some reason, they decided to leave the island, even though the younger 10 year old brother did not know how to swim, which is a red flag. First of all, and we'll come back to that.
1: Mm. The
0: 18 year old brother tried to carry the younger brother on his back, like swim and have him on his back. Yeah, But the older brother ended up drowning.
1: Yeah, it doesn't work. No. Like, you're to swim with someone on your back, it's Well,
0: impossible. swim with somebody who, who doesn't know how to swim, they're going to panic. hmm And so, apparently, the younger brother, the 10-year-old, um, doggy paddled until somebody came to save him. Oh. And, but the older brother died. Now, what Lord. this makes me think, I go logically, why would they, being on an island, having planned to stay there until after the park had closed, like, they had decided to do that on purpose. Mm-hmm. Why would they leave the island?
1: They probably just planned to stay in the park, generally, and the island was just the best place to hide. Right. Because if you've ever been to Tom Sawyer, uh, Sawyer Island, especially in those days, like it's impossible for, for security to go through there and find you. If you wanted to hide on that island... Um, you could. So it was right. probably just the best place to hide. And they thought, cool, because they wanted to see the rest of the park. I'm thinking they probably just want to see the rest of the park after it closed and thinking the best hiding place is on this fucking island. Well, I, mean, I
0: don't know. To me, it seems weird to plan something where you knew somebody couldn't swim and then
2: I can, risk well, that
0: just to true. see the park. Like, that's true. In my mind, what my mind went to is like, did something happen on the island that scared them? off maybe. the island i don't know right that made them feel like we've got to get off this fucking island
1: maybe yeah i mean if there's already reports of stuff but it also it also may be that they had always planned i could i could see the older brother being confident in his ability to get them both across that river i like it's all going it's all be part of the plan i can right. see well it, he's the cocky, big brother right big yeah. brother like overthinking it maybe. but it's possible that they just because be, it just seems to weird be, to me there's bound to be other places in the park where they could have hidden yes but why choose the one where it's like you got to work when you're going to be covered in water And you've got to take, like, a rickety raft
0: to get there. It is,
1: yeah. And And it's it's not not
0: like, it's it's, not, the rivers
1: are not small. No, and they're deep as fuck, too. Like, it's a good, it's a decent swim. Yeah. If you want to go from one point to the other. So, that does seem weird, but we have to, I guess we have to remember, we're dealing with kids who may have just been like, well, let's stay on the island, and we'll hang out there for a little while, and then we'll figure it out. Maybe they thought they'd find a boat or something, um, that they could unmoorize it. I it just got really dark, and a
0: 10-year-old got scared.
1: Maybe, maybe. And got
0: probably... Or maybe something happened.
1: But, but that's that's the thing about about the park. And I, I don't know if it's always been this way, but now, it's never just dead. No. Like, once it closes, there's a whole other staff that turns over and comes up and keeps Cleans up. Cleans. They, they do the, the topiary sculpting. They plant things. They clean. I mean, like, it is 24-7 there is activity yeah. in that. Which makes me think that maybe if the brothers, like, even from the island, they probably could see that there was people They mm-hmm. wouldn't have just gone undetected, so they would have seen people on, you know, on the other part of, that weren't on the island. Yeah. So the fact that maybe something did happen and they swam to the people because they were freaked out by what was going on. I don't know, I don't yeah, know. There's it so just many. Makes me the more wonder. I think about it, the more I'm like, well, maybe, well, maybe I... We
0: need up. to find that
1: 10-year-old. Oh, I know.
0: It was oh, 10 old, and old 73, now. so, you know, it's not much older be than Yeah, be now. Um... Okay, so 10 years later, speaking of 10-year-olds, 10 years later oh. in 1983, another 18-year-old kid drowned when he unsuccessfully pl- piloted a rubber emergency boat that he and his friend had stolen from the island. Mm. He was drunk as hell, though. Well,
1: yeah, you'd have yeah. to be. It's but like, I guess get on a boat, there's, there's this... Let's not ours. Let's just get her end great. Yeah.
0: There's like this senior night or this... Like, it's something for ki- for the high school kids. Mm. And so, I guess it's specifically for seniors or something like that. YOLO. Um, and so, like, that was the same thing when that kid got on the monorail. It was that same kind of night he was trying to get in to be with the other kids in high school. These two guys were in high school. Yeah. Mm. Their mom, like, sued Disney and sued the, the travel agent because, uh, for ne- negligence, like, saying the park shouldn't have let them in, being as drunk as they were. And the travel agency should have kept a better eye on him, but it was dismissed. I mean, they're 18 years old.
1: Yeah, they're adults at that point. Yeah. It's like, mm.
0: Yeah. Um, there's the Buena Vista Streets Trolley Treats store. I said that altogether. I'm very proud of Wait, myself. say it
1: again, because that was the Buena Vista, Buena Vista, Vista Trolley tr- Treats. No. No?
0: Buena Vista Streets Buena Vista. Buena Vista Streets Trolley Treats store.
1: No, I'm not even going to try It's
0: Buena Vista Street...
1: Buena Vista Street.
0: It's a store called Trolley Treats. Trolley
1: Treats store. Yes. Buena Vista Streets Trolley Treats store.
0: Yes. You did
1: it. Buena Vista. Buena Vista. Nope. That's it. All right. You it's cool. One, we, got it, we got it. We got
0: it. Locked it down. That is actually at Disneyland California Adventure. Okay. It's not Disneyland. It's just like fucking across the street. Um, okay. It opened in 2001. So it's a recent park um there's a story on reddit from someone who used to work at disneyland a california adventure and they report that after closing one night they were dusting off some shelves near the automatic doors in trolley treats the doors had been locked and would not open from the outside and they were pretty stubborn to get open from the inside out of nowhere the door clicked and slid open The person leaned back to look to see who went through the door, but saw and heard no one. Meanwhile, there were two other cast members behind them, counting money from the registers. They were just staring at the door. The person asked if the doors opened on their own, and the other two nodded. After continuing to dust for a bit while they wrapped up, the door opened again. The person went over to see what was going on, but the door closed again and would not open back up. The person mentioned it later to a lead who told them they had seen a little girl at 3 a.m. one night while locking up. Oh. Before California was California Adventure was California Adventure.
2: Yeah.
0: It was a parking lot.
2: Oh.
0: A parking lot where in 1985 a 7-year-old girl was helping her uncle look for his car when she fell under a moving charter bus and was crushed oh. to death. Oh, oh so that's what's crazy about a lot there are so many ghost stories and so many deaths but what i what i'm looking at are a lot of these haunted stories that are supported by actual deaths in the area yeah people
1: wouldn't just know right you know right yeah i had to be like oh yeah i heard about it you know piece it
0: together but yeah that's odd yeah
1: that's odd i mean it's it's really that's kind of strong
0: yeah yeah, very strange. And to oh. see a girl in the same area, yeah. so This is why
1: I don't like crowds or crowded places. Because the more people you get together, the more chances are someone's going to die. And that someone may be you. That's mm. I mean, that's just fact.
0: That's fair. Also, people are annoying.
1: And stupid sometimes. <laughs> Frequently, they're fucking stupid. Hey, let's yeah. get drunk and try to steal a steal boat. Steal a
0: boat. Sorry, yeah. no
1: disrespect to the dead, but... You know.
0: Yeah, let's learn from them.
1: Yeah, let's learn
0: from their mistakes. Maybe
1: you're the whole point of some people's life is to be a negative example for the rest of
0: us. That's right. Uh,
1: <laughs> there
0: are the boys of the haunted mansions.
1: The boy, oh, ooh, talk. I don't know, but
0: so there, me, there's no more, like straight up hard evidence of this, but it's commonly known that a woman spread her son's ashes in the haunted mansion in Disneyland without permission.
2: Yeah, it's impossible
0: to get permission because they will not give you permission. Yeah, That does not mean people do not spread ashes oh, all do. the fucking and, time. And the
1: sad thing about it is that they just, they'll just they just clean it up.
0: Yeah, they, like have, they have
1: crews that come in and clean it up and redress they, everything all the they time. They don't even have so.
0: crews at this point. It happens so often that, from what I understand, the cast members are trained. They're trained to deal with someone they think is going to spread ashes. And then they, <sighs> they have cast members that are oh. trained to deal with like the HEPA filters and all that shit. Yeah. So they will... If they find out somebody has spread ashes, like in the Haunted Mansion, Mm -hmm. say, they will stop the rides, you're fucking up Disney World, Disneyland.
1: You're fucking up other people's happy time. Other people's
0: happy time. They stop the ride, they vacuum up all of the ash, and then they throw it in the fucking trash. That's what happens. So if you are dropping your ashes, someone's ashes at Disney, you might as well just throw them in the trash and save yourself some time.
1: (laughs) That's what happens. <laughs> I wonder if they should actually if Disney was smart they just set up um like a little <laughs> stand outside an and like hey area? pay 50 dollars and we'll take your your urn and we'll go through it for you and then they just toss it in. The and trash.
0: we'll totally spread the ashes on the park.
1: I mean if yeah. I was running a haunted house I would totally let people leave their ashes on the grounds. Right? I totally would. I'm like, "Hey, that's But at
0: least it. I mean it.
1: for every real ghost I have, that's an actor I don't got to pay
0: yeah that's true <laughs> but here's the thing like you think about like the ride it makes me think of Big Lebowski and this sp- and the ashes like blowing in faces so you know like if you're on space Mountain dropping off ashes those are blowing in somebody's fucking face yeah what the hell story. Think you're just about gonna, other people you're just gonna
1: get a tear every time you walk by the dry cleaners oh, yes. I remember
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> right
1: hey.
0: so gross Glad to know you, like, Donnie. you're screaming and joy and then you get a mouthful of someone's ashes <laughs>
1: I want that to be when they take the photo. <laughs> <laughs> and then just wrenching. Oh, and, the, and there's the red headed man behind me. God damn ah, it. <laughs> the, everything
0: at once. It's great, but it's terrible. Well, I better write a book. Um, <laughs> We're
1: calling it Spindrift. <laughs>
0: spindrift.
1: Tales from Space Mountain.
0: Like that. <laughs> <laughs> what would it be? It would be uh, uh, Space Mountain, a mouthful, mouthful of ash. It's um, <laughs> good. I like it. <laughs> so oh so gross Sorry. so gross okay so anyway woman leaves son's ashes oh. it stands to believe stands to reason we can't believe that somebody fucking left the ashes um but the common belief is that a woman left her son's ashes her young son oh. and he apparently did not want to be left there because pe- people will hear at the end of the ride, they'll hear a little boy crying, or they will see a little boy crying, asking for his mother.
1: Oh, that's sad. It's
0: really sad. Um, when they, if they see him, when they approach him, he either ignores them or just disappears. Oh. A little boy is also reported running through the ballroom, so people oh, will like re-
1: in that big grand
0: in the grand ballroom, um, and this is in Disneyland. Okay. Um they'll see a little boy they'll report it cast member will go look and there's nobody there huh uh well,
1: it's not that area is not really accessible probably.
0: right yeah because like
1: the ghosts are like in this little chamber like underneath the balcony that they reflect onto a giant like silvered pane of mm-hmm. glass and yes only and that, that yeah that's fucked up and yeah. there's all sorts of machinery down there you know that the ghosts are moving and twirling on you know that's yeah wow that's mm, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. creepy and
0: it's not just once like People see, they have reported enough time that they're times. like, well... Yeah, some bullshit's going on there. Um, hmm. Some creepy, wonderful bullshit. I love it. The same boy <gasps> has actually been caught on security cameras... What? ...riding the Pirates of the Caribbean, which is right next to the Haunted uh-huh. Mansion.
1: Uh-huh,
0: um, So I guess people recognize him, they'll have seen him, <gasps> and then see him again in the pictures.
1: Well, that's nice to know that he's learned how to get I know, out and when he's go riding see some rides. Rides. Kind of rides. At least he's having a good time. You know,
0: maybe, hopefully the crying is residual.
1: Yeah. and Or maybe he just has a sense of humor and thinks, like, it'll be really creepy and cool if I cry for these people. Oh, that's like maybe fun too. Maybe. I that's mean, just, kids are smarter than we give them credit for.
0: Yeah. But if not, then it's residual, and then the riding the rides is not. is an act of yeah. haunting. Yeah. So, this is really creepy. Some cast members... Report hearing a child laughing when there are no guests around as being touched by unseen hands. So one of the creepiest ones is when they wait for the people to come ride the ride. And, like, if it's first thing in the morning or really late at night, like, towards the end, Uh it's not as busy. There's not a line anymore. So there will be a cast member at the front waiting to welcome people to the ride. Mm -hmm. And they'll be by themselves waiting and hear a kid laughing.
2: Uh.
0: And then, like, there's one uh, cast member who said they, they heard someone laughing and couldn't find anyone. And when they started to ignore it, they felt a
1: little hand on their shoulder. <gasps> oh,
2: that's so cute fucking
1: creepy! It's called the Haunted Mansion. So, whoever yeah. experienced I mean, I would I'd be kind of disappointed if things like that didn't happen to me at the Haunted Mansion. I always kind of felt like, true story, the first time I ever went on the Haunted Mansion, which is now one of my favorite rides, if not my favorite ride in You, you may ever. have mentioned that um I, yeah I, it, before it became my favorite ride i was terrified i didn't i was little when we went to disney world it was like 1987 so i was only 10
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and i uh just told everyone my age i also <laughs> was a complete nutter wuss i didn't want to go on anything scary i didn't like roller coasters like i just was ter- i was terrified of elevators for the love of god so My parents were like, we're going on this fucking ride. It's a cool ride. Let's do it. So they put me in and I was like, no, no, I can't. I can't possibly. It's so terrifying. And then we went. And then after going through the ride, I was like, let's do it again. That was my, I credit the Haunted Mansion for having helped me sort of break through my fear and develop the
0: the obsession. Odd
1: kind of Adams Family-esque tastes I have
0: now. Nice. Well, thank you, Haunted Mansion. Thank
1: you, Haunted Mansion. I Um, will not leave my ashes in your... Confines.
0: Right. That's good. You shouldn't. Um. So that's a Disneyland Haunted Mansion, mm. Disney mm. World Haunted Mansion. Oh. Uh people will see, and this is several different reports. Um, a little boy looking behind, like looking around the Doom Buggies, which is what the little rides are called, if you don't know.
2: Yeah. Um, doom the Doom
0: Buggies. So they'll like one person story is that they were the first person on the ride. And they came in, and they know because the person, it was early, and they were going to ride the ride by themselves for the first time, and they were looking forward to doing it. And so they come on, and it was their favorite ride, too. So they're like, I'm going to do it by myself. This is going to be fine oh, So awesome. And uh, they get on, and the person who is getting them in or whatever, the cast member, is like, oh, my gosh, welcome to being the first to ride the ride. So they get on the ride, and... Two to three doom buggies ahead. They see a little boy look around at them, oh, hey. and they're like, "Oh, I thought that I was the first person on the ride, but it must be like the first group of people, like the first group of doom buggies to go." Yeah, yeah. So that's what what they must have meant. Goes through the ride, has a great time, gets out, and doesn't see the little kid. And the person at the end of the ride is like, "Congratulations, you're the first ride, the first rider on." The haunted mansion and he's like or she i don't know who it was telling the story um they said uh (laughs) was wasn't there a little boy that was here and they were like no you're literally the first person to get on and off the ride and so it's been reported several times because you know there's there's one woman also who reports same thing she was on the ride there was no child that age Within 20 people in front were behind her. And she had an infrared camera.
1: What? There's and, footage?
0: And she took a picture of.
1: No! Just no. like a
0: picture of the ride.
1: Oh my God, I have to see this. You have to lean on
0: okay. uh, And sees a little boy's face looking over the edge of the doom buggy directly at her.
1: That's so fucked up. That is so fucked up. Oh, my God. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and here's what's crazy about this, too. Oh, God. She says, it's infrared, so there's no light coming from the camera at all. He's looking directly fucking at her. Oh. Um, and th- there's no flash. There's no light from anything.
1: And there's no kid there.
0: And there's no kid that age. Huh. In front of her. Oh, and and that very clearly, like, I'm definitely going to put this on the Instagram, yeah, never fear. Yeah, because
1: that is absolutely the face of a small child, mm-hmm. probably a boy, looks like a boy to me, but that's not like, oh, it's just it's a weird trick of the light, fuck that, it's a really good trick. It, yeah. And like, the light should take it's this so shit, on. if freaky. it's a trick of the light, the light should take that shit on the fucking road.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was. I showed it to Jack. I was like, look at this shit. And he, I was like, so there was creepy. no light. And he was like, that's a light. And then he looked at it and he was like, that's a kid. That's a kid's face. And I was like, I know. That's the point. Well,
1: and there's even the eye shine. Yeah. You know, uh, like that's, oh my God, that's it's so really fucked up. Very, yeah.
0: Okay. So, hold on just a second. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> I want to say that like that's probably like the little boy's ghost. It's like you're not supposed to have cameras on this ride. It's against the rules. It Looks
0: like he's smiling. He d- oh god,
1: well, let I'm let look see at it again. again. Mm-hmm. I, it's so hard to look at.
0: I don't know. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's just like I see it in my in it's my. So
1: fucking creepy. I can't tell what his mouth is doing, but no, I can see ears. I can see yeah. nose. You can see hair. I can see you hair. The eyes through
0: the hair. Uh huh.
1: Yeah, it's it's a pretty clear picture. Um. Oh, that's creepy as So, fuck. those are the... <laughs> it's creepy as fuck. The
0: Haunted Mansion things. Oh, what I wanted you to remind me that you forgot to remind me, but
1: I'm reminding you to remind me about Oh, the yeah, book. yeah. <laughs>
0: Look at you <laughs> reminding me.
1: The book, yeah. yeah what, well, Jamie, so- <laughs> tell me about the... You were going to say something about the book. At the Haunted Mansion. At the Haunted yeah. Mansion. So, when
0: it was first built, <laughs> See, apparently, the book they used mm-hmm. was a real um, spiritual book that was for, like, casting spells.
1: What, what so, book? So... The, so
0: there's that. a big there's a book in the in the seance room
1: oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah with so the that, with lady's head and the crystal ball yes right, okay. so that
0: book the original book was actually,
1: actually a
0: spiritual book that had either spells or it was to call forth the demon it, de- a demon it depends on who oh, you shit. talk to a oh, uh, book of the dead whatever oh, um it was the book from charmed i don't know <laughs> <laughs> it was
1: The book from hocus pocus yes absolutely
0: why not so uh that uh They said when they were first setting it up they could sometimes hear people singing. Or chanting from the seance room when nobody was in there.
1: It's a small well, it. world. After it's a all. fucking
0: creepy world after all. It's a small world. After okay. All. <laughs> don't sing that. Don't. It's
1: not. I don't like it.
0: Um, speaking of which. Oh, I mean, no. Of course more, that ride's
1: haunted. Of course that ride's haunted. Well, How many I mean, people have probably killed themselves before they made it to the end of that ride?
0: Right? Oh, my God. There is this story about this paraplegic who was <gasps> stuck on the ride and he was stuck for 45 minutes or so. Maybe two to three hours. I don't remember, but he ended up That's... suing because they had no way to get disabled people out of the ride or, or to stop the music, and he was very sensitive to sound, and oh, so he ended God. up having some trauma because he had to listen to that song. I'm not laughing at him. I'm laughing at the story
1: because it's fine. I mean, so <laughs> that poor man. Yeah, and, <laughs> and,
0: and poor I think man, they, I think they like... settled out of court. Oh, God, I hope so. I hope you got a mint. Oof. Mm. Fucking A. Okay. I cannot
1: even imagine...
0: But at, that's not the ghost story. That's just fucked up. Um, the <laughs> cast members at both parks, at both Disney World and Disneyland, um, report the dolls will move on their own.
1: Of uh, course that, they do. Of fucking course they
0: do. It's full of nightmare death. That's
1: yeah. um, <laughs> some
0: even they've even seen some of the dolls
1: blink at them. I feel like the subtext to the like phrase it. it's a small world essentially means we all die.
0: Yeah, and we'll kill you because we're dolls and that's what we do. <laughs> terrifying. It's where you're the terrifying real Robert the doll is in the small world. It's Florida. Why not? <laughs> terrifying. Yeah, he's not. There's far. like this whole story too about like some woman took a picture and you could see a kid hanging and they thought that a kid had fallen or something and it's just stupid. Like it's probably just one of the dolls and the cast members or whatever. <laughs> but um... There's no reported deaths from It's a Small World. Mm. Nothing like that. There is, uh, um, I think, a girl was injured. She was young. She was pretty young. Mm. I think she was injured or she had some sort of heart problem or something like that that they didn't know until she got off or something, something along those lines, but she didn't die.
1: Okay. It wasn't yeah. a heart tumor that dislodged into her No, brain. but
0: I'll tell you what... There are some I just got real southern. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. There are some real fucked up deaths like people heart attack after heart attack after heart attack. Now, I guess when you have millions of people going into your park every year, yeah, it's going to happen. They, they drive but up I mean the like a 12-year-old who has a congenital, congenital heart defect mm. dying on a ride. And um, you know, then you have other people that just random heart attack some dude got hit by like a buckle it flew out i'm not exactly sure all of the details but it flew out of a ride this actually did happen it hit him in the head and his wife in the face and she had to have reconstructive surgery and he oh my God. was killed oh my God. they were just standing in fucking line with their kid uh, oh,
2: um
0: shit. yeah there's like uh. the strokes people um there's one kid and i think this is kind of sweet he was he had terminal cancer Mm -hmm. and he was on a ride and when they got off he was unresponsive and he later died at the hospital Mm -hmm. um but he had terminal cancer it was expected and so it's kind of like in a way he was working with like a terminal cancer patients who got to go to disney
1: world kind of like a make a wish make a wish kind of thing
0: so he at least you know what i mean like if they knew at least he he got on a ride yeah
1: so that was but
0: um, the other st- like the heart attack stuff is crazy. It's just like there's heart attack kid, uh, heart
1: attack. A couple years ago, that died, he got mauled by an alligator.
0: Uh, yes, near the boardwalk. So I think near the boardwalk. he drowned. I think he was pulled in by an alligator, but he actually drowned. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and there's, you know, people blame Disney. They blame the parents. I think it's just a fucking freak blame accident.
1: Florida's fucking right. Yeah, everywhere.
0: and I mean, he was over the fence. Yeah, he shouldn't have been over the fence. He shouldn't have. There should have been a stronger fence. There's a lot of...
1: Yeah. Uh, but, it's, you know, it's, a, it's, it's just a,
0: tragic. It's, Nobody played. Yeah. It wasn't... I don't think it was active negligence. I think it's just uh, some...
1: No. It, was just, it was just kind of a strange, perfect it's, storm for tragedy. Yeah, it's, it's Florida. Bad, right? There's
0: water. That's what fucking happens. Yeah. There's alligators in it. Ugh. Ugh. Okay, so um, Walt Disney might hunt. You know, it's said that he might be the guy walking in that video. Yeah, I've heard that. Um, but then it's also said that it might be his younger brother. Really? Yeah.
1: I don't know that story. So
0: it's just that people often see his younger brother, who's named, I have that here, right here.
1: We're going to say Mark. No. no. Mark Disney.
0: Uh, Roy Pixar. O.
1: Disney. Roy. Roy. Walton Roy.
0: Roy, letter O, Disney, but it makes me want to say Roy O. Disney.
1: Roy O. Disney. He's the
0: Irish brother. <laughs> 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 But people see him pretty regularly in the park. Huh. They see Walt Disney. They see Roy. Was he,
1: was he involved? I guess so. I've never heard of yeah. Roy. I mean, I don't, I'm not, I don't yeah. know that much about Disney. Yeah, but. yeah.
0: So, huh. okay. Um, but people say that it's back and forth, either one of those people. Huh. Um, huh. So, there's a 500 square foot apartment in Disneyland where Walt Disney used to stay during construction of the park. You can actually tour it yep. still. Um, a light is always left on in the apartment's win- front window as a tribute, but that was not always the case. It is said that one day, either a cast member or a maid, but maybe the maid was called a cast member because she was working for Disney. I don't fucking know what the correct <laughs> usage, term usage is, so we'll just roll with it. Some bitch, some lovely woman who was very responsible... <laughs> because when you hear it she, her was, job. she was man she was looking up to the apartment she turned the light off before leaving however when she came back later the light was back on when she left the building again she noticed the light was on upstairs she went back to turn it off went back downstairs noticed it was on again went back upstairs unplugged the lamp back downstairs light was back on she went upstairs turned it off it turned on right in front of her face and she heard a voice say I'm still here. Ooh. So the light has been left
1: on ever it's since. Like Walt wants to All
0: leave. right, you or know, Roy. Like, it's cool. Who the fuck ever? This Walt light can stay right on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, I feel like that's the privilege of being a ghost. You yeah. Know, you should get what you, you want. Get a You're light. dead. You've you yeah. you know you've been through the worst.
0: right yeah everything's fine um there's the matterhorn at disneyland a lot of these are disneyland it's older i think there was less parts right yes and then it it um i think there were less there was less care taken at the beginning. Than well, when because I guess that, been... a,
1: a park that size had never been built before. Right. So I guess they first when they were rules and regulations. They were, were trying to figure themselves out. You yeah. know, they didn't know. For example, they didn't they probably never foresaw that poor girl getting crusted up between right. the stage wall and the rotating stage wall. Yeah, no, of
0: course um, not.
1: Because it just wouldn't have occurred to them until it happened, sadly. So yeah, this was and, and this is also in the wilderness years. This is before OSHA yeah and and things like that yeah sort
0: of some of it happens during osha and they got fined (laughs) significant amounts by osha too at times i'm
1: sure it hurt them real bad uh but in
0: 1984 on the matterhorn at disneyland a 48 year old woman known as dolly was decapitated Mm. when she was thrown from a Matterhorn bobsled car and struck by the next oncoming bobsled. Oh, my God. Her seatbelt was not buckled, and no one knows if she unbuckled it herself or it came undone on on its own. People don't Mm. know. Like, there's reports that there was a kid Mm -hmm. in the front, and so she took off her seatbelt to help the kid. But there's also reports that she was by herself,
1: Mm. and
0: they just don't know why. Like if it was a suicide, if it was an accident, nobody what really a way knows to why.
1: kill yourself! I know it that seems excessive. That can't be a suicide because you can't you can't be sure that you'll. I mean, you but might, you might just never be named. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah, rather it's than die. True. that's
1: true. That seems like a. Um, yeah, I don't but a
0: cast members claim to have felt like they were being watched on their routine walkthroughs on the ride, which are done at the end of the day. The spot where she was killed is now referred to by cast members as Dolly's Drop.
2: Oh.
0: It may not just be Dolly, though, because in 1964, 20 years before that, a 15-year-old boy was injured after he stood up in the Matterhorn bobsleds and fell out. It was reported that his restraint was undone by his ride companion. He died three days later as a result of those injuries. It was actually Disneyland's very first fatality. Oh, wow. Yeah. The Tower of Terror in Disney World? Um, mm. There's a lot of different reports. There's nothing specific that ever happened there. It's a great fucking ride, I'll tell it you that is much. It's a great
1: ride. It's not around anymore, is it? Oh, I, I don't think know. Closed it. I think they've. I, I think it's no more.
0: Oh. I think they just closed
1: it down recently, if I'm not mistaken. Oh,
0: I hope not. It yeah. was really. Fun. It was so
1: good, but I think they've just decided to Boo. remodel it and make something else out of it.
0: Well, there's this video online Ooh. of a maintenance worker. He's sitting in the, in the car, whatever the elevator, and uh, you can see very quickly a minute or so into the video um and a figure appear behind him like it looks like a person there just a fucking person like the sh- the light shadow right of a person uh-huh. it disappears and then appears again a few seats next to him so it's behind him like in the seating behind him and then next to him oh and there are no holograms within. Like there's there's a lot of holograms and stuff like that. Yeah, but, but not, not inside. Cars. And yeah. it's and there's nothing to reflect it.
1: Yeah. No. So Ooh, there's that. Yeah. It's creepy.
0: I'm burping.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love how you I love like I can hear you burping. But you don't want me to see you burping. Like you just covered your face with a piece of paper. Why can't I see you burping?
0: Well, I didn't want to burp at your face or the microphone. I don't want everybody to smell my burp. (laughs) (laughs) All right.
1: All you people out there in podcast land.
0: Yeah. Whoopsies. Ghost. (laughs) 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 And last but not least.
1: Yes, yes.
0: We have a bitch in white. Hell yeah. Hashtag bitches in white. There is no historical evidence that I could find, but why discount the story when it's so fucking good? <laughs> Obviously. Disneyland was not always Disneyland, and a legend tells of a lady in white in turn-of-the-century clothing who died in 1900 on the land where Disneyland stands today. Mm. She allegedly walks Main Street at night, as if window shopping, and guides lost children to the Disneyland Baby Care Center.
1: Oh, that's nice that of her. sweet. Yeah. So, so many, several helpful ghosts.
0: Yeah, it's not all. There's so much, yeah. so many stories, but these are a lot of the stories that f- I could find. There's actual morbid, horrible deaths behind them, oh, that's, and that's what yeah. we love. That's what we want to hear. Let's be yeah. honest. I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's terrible. That's, that's,
1: that's, that's the I'm point of go a, a good ghost story is to like teach us awful ways to die.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, did you know there's actually a Disney jail?
0: Oh, wait, I think I did know that.
1: Yeah, and we have a friend. I'm not going to say who. We have a friend that spent some time in Disney jail. Is it Brina? (laughs) No, Um. but, (laughs) well, I mean, maybe she did, and I just don't know her story. But apparently they have, um, they just put you in, like, this cartoony-looking cell for a little while. And um, on the other side of the bars is, is a picture of, I, I think, uh, so it goes, there's a there's a painting, a mural of Mickey <laughs> looking nice. at you with a tear in his eye. Oh,
2: no! <laughs>
1: and my friend was like, our friend was like, I'm not going to lie, after a while, that really fucks with you. I bet. <laughs> it's like Mickey is disappointed in you.
0: I can't wait yeah. for you to tell me who that... Um,
1: you won't be surprised.
0: Who that is, yeah. You
1: might even be a little happy.
0: I probably will be. I'm excited about it. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that, yeah, that's that story.
1: That's ah, so great. It just makes me want to go to Disney now and uh, again. And I know, it's been, and it's go through. night. now go, it's going to
0: change everybody's experience, knowing like yeah. these horrible things that happen.
1: Oh, that's the thing. Like a lot of like awful shit happens in these places because so many people coming and out again. The, the average just gets driven up of mm-hmm. awful things to happen. But yeah, it's crazy. Wow. But I love that. I love that beneath the veneer of the happiest place on earth, there's still death and hauntings and ghoulishness.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Incidentally, one of my favorite and inspirations, uh, voice acting wise, is Paul Frees, who's the voice of, um, among many other things, he's he's all over uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. But he is most famous in the park for being the ghost host in the haunted mansion. Right. Yeah.
0: That's so cool. Yeah. So cool. All right. Are you ready for your quote? yes oh, wait first we have to thank everybody for listening <laughs> oh
1: yeah yeah thank you if you've made thank it this you guys. far you're a fan yeah. thank you thank guys you so
0: much for listening um and that's it for today's episode of will intentions yeah we will be on twitch on wednesday you know between this. eight central and nine central just chit-chatting Do we thing. had a we had a little disagreement last week <laughs> it was pretty funny was We're great, like, mom you. and dad are okay we're I fine heated
1: discussion about I heated curses
0: heated, <laughs> i know about curses of all things um uh, but we will be, yeah, we'll have that on Wednesday at 8 p.m. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so stay tuned for that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Of course, you can go to ghoulintentions.com and look at past episodes. Oh,
0: it's on Twitch. I didn't say that.
1: Oh, yeah, it's on Twitch. Right. Okay. Sorry.
0: <laughs> I'm on it. I'm so ready. Let me
1: say my bit now, go Jenny. ahead. You
0: can go to ghoulintentions.com.
1: I said let me
0: say <laughs> I thought you already said it. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: now I gotta start over because that's how I do things you okay. can go to ghoulintentions.com okay. <laughs> to check out past episodes uh, or more importantly you can go there to submit your own personal story uh, for consideration to be read as the cold opening of our of a future episode and mm-hmm. please do and uh, please keep sentiment guys some of these uh, submissions are oh, they're so just good. amazing they're so good. you can also listen
0: to us of course on Spotify on iTunes Root. on Google Play on all top the of things. the website
1: yeah. all the things yeah. and and uh, we're hoping to have some live shows to announce uh, before too long. So, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Stay tuned. Thank you so much. Okay, now you can do the quote. Okay. I'm feeling kind of cocky because I think I've gotten the last two.
0: Well, you can't, not the ones I give hints on. That doesn't fucking count.
1: You didn't give me a hint on one last of the, one.
0: There was a the Batman one. I didn't give you that one. You knew Heath Ledger.
1: Yeah, but you gave me a hint on the Lost Boys one. I did which was helpful, but I'm still, I mean, I still got it. Hint or no hint, I got it. The hints are part of the rules, so I'm still playing by the rules.
0: Okay, sure. All right. right. I'm probably not We do have a written list of rules for this game.
1: (laughs) There is no, No there are no rules.
0: All right, this is another Susan submission, which is my mother.
1: (laughs) Okay, Susan, hit me. Hit me, Susan.
0: No one's going to know this. Okay, shut up. I'm having a rhetorical question.
1: Oh, fuck, that sounds so familiar. Shut up, I'm having a rhetorical question.
0: Ooh. Ooh.
1: Uh, fuck, I don't know. What? I'm going to guess. Are you going to give me a hint? I'll give you a hint. Okay. Who says it? Yeah.
0: Nathan Lane.
1: Is it the birdcage?
0: No. Oh. It's the producer.
1: Ah, oh, goddammit. it. <laughs> See, my first and here's the thing. I'm I'm just going to give myself credit for almost being kind of in the neighborhood of right. Because my first instinct was to say High Anxiety, which is which is a mm. Mel Brooks film. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and of course, The Producers is a Mel Brooks film. Right. That became a, a Mel Brooks produced program. With That's Nathan right. Lane. So I was at least... Was
0: <sighs> it a film?
1: It was a film failed first. Failed film,
0: fa- failed movie, successful movie, successful film.
1: No, it was a successful movie. It came out as a film it came out as a film in the 70s starring June Wilder and yeah. Zero Mostel and did actually pretty pretty well and has been long considered one of Mel Brooks's great it's like it's up, it's up there with it's one of great, his best yeah. Like it's up there with like Blazing Saddles and Franken uh, uh, um, Young Frankenstein as being like his, <laughs> his first his classics and, and then they made it into a musical and it became it. and fun. it became it's a Tony award winning musical. I don't think the movie version of the musical did all that well.
0: Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Maybe
1: that's what it is. But and it is of course and it's ironic the because great. the movie is great and ironically it's about a failed musical. Yes, and
0: that's <laughs> but the musical it's did great, Lane. but the movie
1: about the musical did awful.
0: And is it Matthew Broderick in the film?
1: Yeah, Matthew Broderick and Nathan Lane, who What's I like think, that? who I believe originated the roles, the on, roles Broadway on Broadway as well. I think.
0: Which I love that they keep them. But anyway, Seems all right. Awesome. So that's it.
1: Yay! Thank you guys.
0: Thank for, you guys for being so creepy with us. Much, um, and uh, we probably have some announcements coming soon about January. So stay tuned for that. And in the meantime, remember.
1: It's It's okay okay to sleep sleep with the lights lights on. on.